0: Welcome, everybody, to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me is Jeremy Bratitich.
1: Hello, it's the final podcast of the year.
0: Final podcast of the year, and it wouldn't be a 2021 Minimap Cast if we weren't doing it remotely.
1: Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> uh, I think it's mostly just of ease of access today.
0: Well, yeah, but also, like, I don't know, this 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 last Christmas week has been a weird one because, like, cases are up heart. and- Pardon?
1: The very next day,
0: oh, I, I don't, gave it away. Don't, don't you start. Don't you start with that terrible, it's, terrible- It's a good song. No, it's not. It's bad. It's a,
1: it's a good song.
0: <laughs> it's bad, Jeremy. It's a poor excuse for a song. Oh, anyway, gosh. it's like Christmas, it's right? George and Michael so, like, Slander. I went to two different events and like I didn't go inside for any of them it was outside only all times and that sounds and good it is good but you know it had me it had me sad for a bit you know I got to my family's and it was like everyone else could go inside but like Sam and I couldn't because we did we hadn't been up there and and we were trying to have some semblance of being COVID safe and but also we don't know what that means anymore because we're all vaccinated but there's this new variant but the kids aren't vaccinated like it like it's all fucked man so anyway yeah. I feel like I feel like that's kind of been this year in a nutshell anyway the last two years really anyway I don't mind recording uh remotely I, I'd say we've we've done it enough times got a bit of an knack for it
1: yeah yeah we know what we're doing
0: we know what we're doing uh but hey Christmas time means what does it mean, Jeremy?
1: Uh, it 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 means it's 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 uh, it, it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I wanted to see what you do with that.
1: <laughs> I just fucking nothing, apparently.
0: A, a three of the hot potato. It's yeah. game of the year time, Jeremy.
1: Oh, is that what we're doing today?
0: That is what we're doing today. So uh, we're going to go briefly over a couple of things. I've been playing some games this week that um, aren't going to be too big a part of the game of the year discussion. So we'll be talking about that. And then we're going to get into the games we've been playing this year. What we think are our favorites. Uh, some honorable mentions. Uh, some uh, dishonorable mentions. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, but before then, this is minimap.com.au's weekly podcast. Uh, you can go to that website, MiniMap. Minimap.com.au to find this podcast, pardon me, this podcast, all of our other podcasts in this list, as well as our other podcasts like the Game Spoilers podcast and uh, The Pecking Order, which is our our pop culture kissability ranking podcast. Um, All of those are there on the website, uh, along with, you know, the occasional written article. Uh, If you want to support us, there's a couple of things you could do. Uh, One of them's free. You can go on if whatever podcast service you use, if you like subscribe to it, that helps. If you use Spotify at all for podcasts or otherwise, they've just introduced a new rating system as well as like a follow system. So if you are so inclined and you want to support the show, if you could rate the podcast for us on Spotify, uh, you know, with a positive rating, that would be great. It does say that you need to uh, have listened to the show for some period of time before you can rate the show. So you can either listen to the podcast, which is, you know, does that, or you can mark a number of the episodes as played uh, in your feed by clicking the options button on on a number of episodes and marking them as played, and then it will let you rate rate the podcast. Um, uh, that would help us out a lot. If you feel like supporting us monetarily, you can also do that on Patreon.com/slash/minimapau. Um, throw us a few dollars there if you want to help us keep the mics and lights on. Uh, we also just wanted to sh- uh, to say thanks to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com.
1: The mics and lights—where'd you pick that one up from?
0: Uh, that's something that kind of funny said a couple of times, and I'm like, "Oh, that's funny." But last week, you remember, I remember when <laughs> when you and June were saying, I think I was doing a poor intro or a poor outro. I think it was a poor outro, and uh, I was I was saying I didn't want to pressure people to do something, and you're like, you you summed it up. You're like, "Oh, it helps keep helps us keep the lights on." yeah and it reminded me of mics and lights and so I said it this yeah. week fair enough there you go that's where it came from
2: cool mm.
0: so I've been playing a couple of things this week uh, one of them one of them's like a game that came out this year but I haven't played it enough to bring it into the game of the year discussion um, but uh, I went home with Guardians of the Galaxy last week from Jeremy's when I when we recorded last week uh, and so I've been playing that it's it's interesting. It it's this game is it's it's not what I expected it to be.
1: It certainly wasn't what I expected it to be
0: either. And like like it is and it isn't, right? Like, mm-hmm. like for for example, when I first saw it, I'm like, "Oh, this strikes me as like an action adventure kind of game similar to an uncharted in some ways, you know, where you got a bit of action, you got a bit of traversal, you got a bit of narrative and dialogue and cutscenes." And you put them all together and you get this big, long multi-hour campaign um, of whatever quality it turns out to be based on how it is made. And it is that, I I would say, which is great. But I haven't seen... So I've played the first two chapters, but I Mm want to say it's taken me like two and a half hours. And part of that's because whenever I'm on the Milano and the ship, you know, I kind of visit each room and I see what's different and I talk to all the characters and... And, you know, do all those bits. And then when I go into the level, you know, I'm kind of peering around corners to get some components or some upgrade materials or whatever. Um, there is so much talking in this game. Yeah. So much. like. There's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot. Like, to the point where, like, I'm I'm walking slowly around the first area so that I don't... Mm. You know, where you do that thing where you if you, like, run forward, then you, like, start cutting off people's lines. And I'm like, I'm trying to avoid that. But they've done so much writing for this game that if you if you leave the characters get to the end of their, their train of thought for more than like 10 seconds they just start another one mm. and they just keep going and yeah. going and going there is so much talking and to the point where it's like these two and a half hours i've played i feel like i've only barely just gotten the like main combat tutorial in its entirety complete um they spend so long introducing each, each character and then how they work together and the huddle system, but they're not especially complex. It's just that between each like learning moment of combat that takes about three minutes, there's 10 to 15 minutes of traversal and, and dialogue in between. Um, it's really different to other games, it, it, and I don't think it's bad. It, I, it's fun. It's good, and it mm, makes, yeah. I'm liking the characters way more than I thought I would yeah same but yeah i'm just i'm astounded by how much they just let you sit in it it's like yeah this is a game but also like you're just you're just gonna hang out with these guys for a while
1: yeah yeah like they they really do like i i think the amount of dialogue that they all have is because like all the like this especially this roster of guardians characters like they are a they're a talkative bunch um, in the sense that none of them actually know how to shut the fuck up um, and in a in a good way, I think, um, because they're all rude and they're all, you know, quite mean to each other in a lot of ways, but they all, like, you can tell how much history that they have already, even though they're still relatively early into them, like this crew being the Guardians, mm-hmm. um, as well as, like, they, they've they always got something fucking to say. Um, yeah, they do. <laughs> And it, it feels really natural. Like it it feels like a bunch of people who all are uniquely familiar with one another moving around a space, um, you know, commenting on it, talking about it um, and then just talking about each other and like about what, how they're thinking and feeling about certain things um, or not. And it's like, yeah, like there's a ton of it and it, it does feel really natural, but it, it does make it feel like a, like this game feels like a season of a TV show almost mm. like it's, you know, a lot of games, you know, especially, you know, like, like you mentioned the Uncharted and stuff like they emulate like a movie, like a long movie, but it feels like one movie. Um, right. You know, there's, there's acts, there's arcs and there is set pieces um, to bring you along. What, you know, like when you think about Uncharted, a lot of the, the thing that I th- I forget a lot is how long those games are. Yeah, and I think because there's a lot of like shooting galleries, yeah, through those games, and there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to waste time where not not a lot of substance happens, and that does make the the heavy moments hit harder. I think. Um, whereas in this, there are still those heavy moments, but it is packed in between less important moments of just chatter and Mm. dialogue um which makes it feel more like a serialized thing um thinking back to when i finished it like i do think now like yeah it actually does feel like a finished season of a tv show which is really strange um but yeah how are you like how are you liking
0: it when i was i played it the first night for like an hour hour and a half and i didn't even get through the first chapter and i was like eh, i hadn't I hadn't fallen in sync with their dialogue yet, and they hadn't they hadn't pulled some of their their humour punches. Rather, they hadn't they hadn't come in with some of their their punches of humour yet. Like there's this yeah. the way they introduce the opening title is absolutely hilarious, and there's been a number of times where I just I, I I just laugh out loud with something they've said, and it and I and I can't remember half of them because it, it's so quick and it's over, and then there's more that comes. Mm-hmm. But they just catch me off guard like a number of times.
1: I, I remember looking at the TV grinning from ear to ear when the, when the logo came up because yeah. I thought like the, the, that whole intro piece was just so well done. Yeah. um and like you know you remember carrie i was not like high on this game i was no. Really you were down ready
0: not to like it i want to say yeah
1: yeah i was like looking at this going it's another fucking avengers i can't believe it like they're wasting this property look at these properties on these games which i think are really bad um and they they showed me something extraordinarily good um so so yeah
0: it's awesome to see eidos montreal come out with another game that isn't a uh, maligned uh tomb raider yep. um that's really really great uh, because as someone who really liked uh deus ex human revolution which came out nine years ago <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah you know, i played mankind divided and it was fine but it wasn't the same um it's nice to see another game from these guys um It's kind of, it feels like a double A plus game in some ways. Like the way some of the lighting works and some of the texture work happens. Like there's some rough edges. I feel like I see some like Z fighting, some like flickering textures and, and like fuzzy edges on objects and stuff like that, like a bunch of times, but it's never enough to bring me out of it. And there's so much content. Like there's so, the levels are huge and there, and all of the geometry is bespoke and non-standard like. Um, it, you're not just walking around primitives. There's so there's so much complexity in the architecture. If it's if you're on a Chitari ship or or in the Nova Core hangar or something like that, like there's there's so also a pers-
1: ton of locations in this game. Like there are so many. You go to so many different fucking planets.
0: Yeah. Right. So it's like I, they've done a really good job. um So even although sometimes you look at it and it's like, oh, if this were Marvel Spider-Man, this would be a bit more polished. But it's like it's not. It's not in the way. It's not a problem. Mm. Um, they did recently introduce a ray tracing mode, uh, but it pretty quickly it, it takes you straight down to thirty, um, right. and the performance mode feels so good at sixty, it's 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 hard to justify, especially because you still get some of those texture benef- like like issues, um, flickering or the the culling and stuff like that in the corners. So it feels like I'm not necessarily gaining that much by turning it on. So. Yeah, I'll try it again in a, in a shinier setting to see some of them reflections and all of that. But yeah, I'm probably going to leave it off for the, for the time being. But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying my time with it. It's it's nice to just chuck on. Um, you know, it, it's got that that problem where you know you you pretty frequently in the dialogue get an option to be like, oh, defend Groot or defend Rocket, and um, I pretty quickly. And like I, sometimes I like them and sometimes they give me the option for what I want to do, but you know it's it's limited to two options, so it's either like oh, I don't want to say that, I don't want to say that, I'll pick this one. Oh no, that was too much. So like you know, that's mixed results, but it's fun to it's a it's a fun to keep you involved in all of the chatter, especially considering how much of it there is.
1: Yeah, I think I think the dialogue options are like as you get further in the game, you will realize that it's not like don't pick what you would pick. And and don't think about it as if you're the one making the decision. Yeah. Think about what Peter would say at that moment. Yeah. Because he's a he's a dipshit, right? And yeah. so like you get like you know a dipshit gives you dipshit options, um, and you just sort of have to figure out what kind of dipshit you want to be in that moment.
0: Yeah. I uh, um, in the second chapter you're like hanging out with this this young girl. Um. And there's this point where you can like defend her, and it's like you you gotten quite chummy in like 10 minutes like really quickly and it's like (laughs) you get called out for it like this other person's like are you seriously defending a 12 year old (laughs) but it was like I don't know they got on really well it was like yeah they're they're, they're having a great time together
1: (laughs) yeah it's what happens when two 12 year olds get (laughs) along well
0: how are you finding the
1: huddle thing because I loved the huddle every single time I used it I thought it was so funny and so silly
0: Jeremy I've done it once and it okay. was a tutorial. <laughs> right, okay. Fair enough. Uh like kinda of what I'm saying about the the combat. Uh, you know, it was good. You know, the music kicked in. Um I didn't realise it was gonna be that, you know, listen to what they're saying and then give them a response that shows that you've paid attention to them, so you're you're addressing their insecurities and their issues to mm. encourage them. Like that's cool. Uh I wanna you know, I need to I need to do it a few more times. <laughs> I need to do it more yeah. than once. Um well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I am enjoying my time, and I think the gameplay seems perfectly, perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It, yeah, it is incredibly inoffensive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but not it, it, it's, it doesn't. It's, there's no points of friction. There's not no great no. points of friction so far. No. Uh, the other thing I've been doing is since, uh, since Christmas Day, I've had a few more, you know, a few more hours each day post Christmas. I've been playing a good chunk of Beat Saber, and let me tell you, this game is fantastic, right? News to nobody. This game's been out for five years. Um, but hey, five I years. just Maybe. Five or four years. I don't know. Something like that.
1: Goodness gracious. VR doesn't feel that old in my head.
0: Hey, Jeremy, do you know how long it's been since we graduated from our course? <laughs> I don't want to
1: fucking hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> 2018.
0: 2018. It wow. Okay. Like early? May. Yeah. Okay. So, news to no one, right? Like, but- as soon as I saw footage of this game, I was like, "I love this. I like lightsabers, and I like rhythm games, and this is great, and all of those things. I like that." And so, um, you know, when I first played, they just updated the game for the Game Awards of so the lady, the Lady Gaga pack or the Billy Irish pack. What, lady Gaga, um, and that means all the mods are broken, right. uh, so I couldn't upload my own songs or custom songs or whatever so i was just going through the game it's like okay that's cool this week i finally knuckled down and got some custom songs and was (laughs) i was lost in a sea of songs and artists i've never heard of before (laughs) absolutely adrift (laughs) just so many things i've never heard and that it's not that good at giving you a preview before you download it so it's kind of hard to just figure out what you want to play um But I did scroll through and find some good ones. Uh, got some uh, Arctic Monkeys. Do I want to know? Which is great. You know, it's got that really, really methodic beat. Um,
1: can you can you download the songs not in VR?
0: Don't know. I haven't. I don't think so. Not that I know of. Right. Okay. Um, but that's a good point. I think maybe you can because I think it's from Beat Saver. I think is right. the website or the service. That's a good point. I'll have a look there.
1: Because if you can do that, I feel like you can get a better, like, a better idea of, you know, you can just quickly throw it into yeah. YouTube, listen to a little bit, say, oh, I don't like this song or do you like this song?
0: Yeah, I hadn't considered that. It's a good good point. Um, what else did I get? Earth, Wind and Fire with September. Uh, it's a good song. Thanks for the memories. That was the first one I, like, recognized. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I was like, good. oh, Fallout Boy. I know them vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the first thing I put in the search bar, Jeremy, <laughs> what was it?
1: snarky puppy
0: and nothing came up
1: you're playing the this is not that game
0: <laughs> not yet it's not so something something i you know i played i played these i'm like oh this is good and i'm like i really want to play snarky puppy and then the thought played on my mind i'm like i'm just gonna see what it takes to make a map to <laughs> yeah. make a beat saber map and so i looked at a tutorial and i set up this what's the what's this the the app i downloaded called uh I want to say it's called like Amateur Mapper or something like that. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> media ma- mediocre Map Assistant. <laughs> right. Um, Is that the name of our next so- podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Medi- mediocre <laughs> Map. Medi- mediocre. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I, I started working on it and I picked a a good but not too hard-ish Snarky Puppy song. Turns out it's actually quite hard, but that's fine. Um hmm and I started mapping it, but it's really finicky because you gotta you gotta make sure that there's a certain offset for how long it takes before the song starts, and then that's gotta match up with how it lines up in the software. And I followed it to the T, and it and it seemed perfect. And then when it happens in game, the blocks are coming to you about like like a tenth of a second too fast, and so you have Which to hit every Famously block earlier matter. than the music plays. I'm like. Oh fuck okay i gotta fix this so that's as far as i've gotten
1: right
0: like i mapped the first like 50 seconds of the intro of the of the song but it's like a little
1: bit nine minute song
0: no it's six minutes okay six minutes uh (laughs) which is very long for beat saber (laughs) yeah uh but i'm gonna do it i i'm i'm invested um godspeed thank you that i'm I'm making a normal to hard map, and then we'll see if I do expert where you're mapping like every fucking note. The problem is if I do that i I can't play it yet, so i I couldn't test it myself, but it's I don't know it's my first dabble into modding, which is funny for me to say, right, because you know I brought up our course before you know we literally made games for two years um have you never modded anything before i never I've never modded anything before
1: interesting. Like not even like Skyrim? Like or like a like a Bethesda Fallout? Outside
0: of like a unlimited inventory weight mod, no. Not right, really. Okay. Or like Dark Souls where it was like mandatory because the PC port was so bad. Sure. Um Yeah, I mean yeah. So outside of those two things, I've done it a couple of times, but not like this where I'm like creating stuff. You know, where right. I'm creating stuff for the game to plug in, like levels or or songs for Beat Saber. Mm. And you know I've been—that's got me looking at like Guitar Hero again because it reminds me of custom songs in Guitar Hero. And there was a Snarky Puppy custom track. That's that's what happened. I was looking for even anything. I was just, like beat tape of Snarky Puppy, and the only thing that came up was a Guitar Hero track of Snarky Puppy, which was great. It was a great video, and I had a good time watching it. But it wasn't what I wanted. Um, I have also yeah.
1: looked at plenty of custom Guitar Hero things, peripherals, equipment. Going like oh like do I want to do I want to cop like a like a hundred and eighty dollar guitar and use it forever right yeah like
0: custom from a from a community member yeah yeah no I I've had that thought this week as well yeah but yeah I'm I'm really stoked it's it's fun to play what was was the what were the other standouts there was I wrote them down in the Discord. In terms of the custom songs that I downloaded, that I really liked, um, hmm. uh, "Cliffs of Dover," which was a song from um, either Guitar Hero three or four, and it's just a—I wouldn't say virtuosic, but it's just a—it's just a guitar solo song. Basically, there's no there's no lyrics over the top of it. That one's great. And so I might look for more guitar hero songs inside of Beat Saber to play.
1: Yeah, like that would be a good a good insta- a good starting point. Another starting point to consider would be video game soundtracks.
0: Yeah, I had a look. I'd played uh a Celeste level today, but all the others were like expert plus. There's not as many like hard levels, difficulty levels. There's right. so yeah, the Celeste ones were like expert plus, expert plus, hard, and then easy or expert plus. Easy or expert plus. It was like, I don't know, why would I bother? Um, what
1: about a, um, have you considered Maniac by Carpenter Brute Live?
0: Oh, I haven't. I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> oh, Carpenter Brute. Because
1: that would be like a, that would be one that would make you absolutely drenched in sweat.
0: Absolutely. That's what makes
1: me sweaty when I'm not in VR. <laughs>
0: I uh I did take on me that one's good cuz that that's oh, yeah, quite a yeah. fast song. Uh yeah. last one I played was um You Give Love a Bad Name. That one was great. Um so you know there's, there's lots of good options in there. It's just it's tricky mm. when you're just like scrolling and it's like oh. So yeah, I'll try and, I'll try and have a look outside of the headset next time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like it'll be way easier to sort of gather gather songs that way. For sure.
0: So yeah, stay tuned for my uh my Beat Saber mediocre map. Make uh Tales. Bitmap.
1: Beatmap. Bit, bit,
0: beat. Beat. Beat,
1: Beat. but it's... Mm, I'll
0: work on it. We'll work on it. That's okay. Uh, so that's what I've been playing this week. Uh, Jeremy, you've been playing things this week, but they relate directly to your game of the year list. You were working on clearing out your backlog as best yeah, you could.
1: Yeah, like there was a bunch of games which I had... Yeah, in my backlog is like, I need to get this done by the end of the year or at least enough by the end of the year. Um. so, yeah, I was playing uh, recently, specifically. I played Started and Finished Death's Door. Nice. Which is very, very good. Um, as well as I, I played more Inscription and I got up to, quote unquote, the part. Okay. Finally.
0: Can I, can I ask you, because I did play some of Inscription this week. Um, how long did that take you?
1: So I did it on my first run last night, um, which means I was so close this whole time. Um, I have played seven and a half hours of this game. Oh, that's a long time. It is a long time. And holy fuck, is it worth it?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what everyone says, right? The people aren't yeah. saying that it's game of the year, like, for like for no reason, you know? Like
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just, you know, I was playing and I'm like, I got like two or three hours in and I was losing again and I had to start over again. I'm like, ah, I, I know there's a there's a there's a moment in here and I want to get to that. But like, I don't want to hit my head against the wall here either.
1: Yeah, well, like, let's let's talk about inscription first then, I guess. So like, so h- how far are you in inscription? Because I'm going to talk about everything leading up to the big moment and not tell you what the big moment
0: is. Are uh, you really going to talk about everything? <laughs>
1: like in 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 vague terms like you know like i want to i want to know how far you are and then i will i will, i can frame my conversation around that
0: okay uh i got up to the third like i passed the second boss last time i played i think i paused it so i think i'm still halfway through that run sure. um so i'm in the third area uh and i've done a bunch of the you know walk around the room stuff um right yeah i've opened all of the there's the four like combat puzzle boxes i've opened all of those uh i freed the wolf from its cage and got the knife uh there's a talking jar of goo that like talks at me there's a uh a skull on the wall that's got red eyes now i took a plant out of a out of a painting like
1: (laughs) i don't even know if i did that
0: (laughs) i don't even know what happened when i did that but uh yeah that's what i've done
1: (laughs) yeah so like
0: (laughs) making sense to no one who hasn't already played the game
1: <laughs> yeah so i i guess a brief descriptor of inscription is you are sitting at a table in a creepy lo-fi wooden cabin and there is a there is a man who is sitting in the dark across the table from you and you are playing a card game against him but it is not just a card game you are playing a he's sort of he sort of dungeon mastering you a little bit. He is, he's taking you through a, a campaign
2: hmm.
1: um, where you have a map, and then you can choose where across this map, like the map has branching paths and a, and a, and a, a path that your little your little figure will um, walk across. You can choose which direction you want to go left, you want to go right, and then you will meet like enemies along the way, and then you will battle them in a in a card game um which is always the man in the shadows across the table there are bosses and there are um npcs around um the the maps as well um and they like, the reason i refer to this as sort of like a dungeons and dragons campaign is because every character is played by the man across the table who puts on various masks depending on what character um he is portraying against you
0: yeah um, and you can't see the man's like face. You can only see his eyes. But then when he puts a mask yeah. on, like you see the eyes, and then it's in the context of the mask in front as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um,
1: yeah, it's great. It's like a really, it's a really cool premise for for the game. Um, and it is really, it, it's 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 really quite fun. It it it's very creepy and eerie and like, is still quite charming in a way. Um, There's a couple of your cards that you have in your deck that are somewhat sentient and are talking to you, talking about, like, you know, how to escape and stuff. Because the cabin that you... Oh, not
0: this guy again. He's doing this this move. He's like, if you listen to me, like, we can find another card in here that had an idea for how to get out. Yes. Something, something,
1: something. Um, And in between battles, you can get up from the table and walk around the cabin. And like Karen mentioned, you can... uh, interact with the various objects. There's like a bunch of puzzles that are hidden around the cabin. The cabin is not very big. Um, and oftentimes you are interacting with puzzles around the cabin um, to the detriment of, of the man across the table who is villainous. Um, Yeah. I think this game is really, really intelligent. I, I, anybody who has listened to almost any episode knows that I don't like card games or deck building games. Um, <laughs> I don't connect with them. I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't have the capacity to really think about deck buildings in that way that allows me to enjoy them. Um, Once um, the train, you know, Slay the Spire, the the Steam World heist one, all that stuff. Like, I I don't connect with those games. I don't. I just don't particularly like them. I really like Inscription, and I think because a lot of the the um, a, a lot of the deck building elements are really quite light um yeah. they do exist and i think they they actually show you the deck building elements really really slowly so nothing really feels overwhelming um absolutely i was i was like i've got a list of things here about my three my, my top three games that are that i i've got a list of things here that i liked about them the first point I have in inscription is I hate card games (laughs) and, and the first point under that is I love this game. Um, what I write here is this game really makes me think about the cards that are not in my hand but are in my deck, which is something that I can never grasp. I can never think about what might come next because I can only really think about the what I – it's like object permanence but with cards. It's like I can <laughs> think about the cards that are in my hand but me considering what's in the deck, I feel like I'm just like – it's like the lottery, right? Like I have no idea what's going to come next in my deck. But there are so many really cool abilities in this game where you can – play with that um one of the big ones that helped me um win was uh uh the the ability to search through my deck and pull out specific cards um now there are other games that i've played in the past Uh. that allow me to do that but like that one in this one specifically i i thought about the moves ahead that i was going to play
0: and build and i Um, think something to point out as well is your deck is relatively small in inscription compared to other deck builders
1: at the beginning, yeah, your deck can grow quite big, but you are doing runs, and so when you lose in the game, you then get like a very small deck again. You have to build it up through the run by going to NPCs, collecting cards, um, and completing little challenges and puzzles through the various NPCs that you meet along your run. Um, the cards that are there. So okay, so so when you die in this game, you get thrown into a room, and the villain takes a photo of you and. Captures who you are into a card. You then get a um, various like cards of your deck. You then get amalgamated into this one card that is you, basically. And then that card will then get put into the um, like w- will be put into future runs, possibly. So what you're doing is you are getting better and better decks in between runs. You are then building these much stronger cards that you have you have designed based upon the decks that you have and then working out how to make better cards for your future runs while also doing runs and trying to win at the same time which i think is where one of the biggest like this is genius moments i had for this game is that like i did a bunch of runs that i got really close but i just didn't make it and i was trying to think like how do you do progression in a rogue like kind of card game.
0: That's exactly what I was starting to think when I was playing.
1: Yeah, like how does how does progression work? And the progression works is like the the progression works in the way that you are bringing cards forward into your next runs, and you have to try and make those cards as strong as you possibly can to get further and further. Um, I lucked out really, really heavily. Um, I got a card that I could decide cost zero. Points to play, um, had four attack and four health, and had two abilities. One of those abilities is, um, it was uh like, it's it's the ability is if it dies, you get a copy of it back, yeah, and. I don't remember what the other one is. It was something to do with basically no matter what happens, if I had this card in my hand, I would have it in my hand for the rest of the game, no matter what, because I would always play it. And if it died, it went straight back into my hand and I can play it again immediately because it cost me nothing. Yeah. So I, I, I I called that card instant win. Um, and it, it was, I, I brought that card throughout the entire run. I found it in like the third hand. Hmm. And then I just mainlined trying to find, or trying to make every other card in my deck the um have the ability yeah have the ability for me to search through my deck um there's a lot of other mechanics as well and like they they all they all tie in and weave into um together um but yeah i think i think it's it's unsung gem is that progression system that is really really given to you slowly but deliberately um because like when you are first playing it, you will probably go about five runs before you really think about like, like what is this game like? What am I missing? Yeah. What, what do I need to?
0: What's the future of this game? What, why am I going to keep doing this?
1: Yeah, like how do I how do I get to the end? Like how, how do I how do I beat the meta game so I can continue on um, forward? <laughs> yeah, my camera just died. Um, so I think that is where the like the strength of that game is. Um, the late game twist, which I'm, I'm not going to talk about what it is. I'm just going to say that when it happened, I, I burst out laughing and then it dawned on me what this game, what the rest of the game was going to be. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, which I'm is, very excited to see what it is.
1: It is incredible. Um, and the final thing I have to say about this game is that it's, it's art style is so cool. Um, it's it's really like there's a lot of shadows. They 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 do a really great job with the lighting. It's not the most graphically um, uh, like you know. It's not it's not a realistic looking game. It does feel, sort of feel like a PS one game in that way. Like its lighting is quite deliberate with it. Like here are things that are in the dark and you can't see anything at all. There is no shadows. There is no light being reflected in that area at all. There's but something's literally be,
0: nothing in there.
1: Yeah, and and there are some things that are like. That, that uh against the rules of light in this area, you know, like no matter what happens, you can always see in the man across the table's eye his eyes, right, um, and you know even if there's no light in the area, he's always looking at you um and it also feels really eerie a lot of the time um like it it's a creepy house to be in, and it's a creepy game to play um, and they they totally nail that vibe so. It is, it is one of my top three games of the year. And I haven't even finished it yet. I'm, wow. I'm fucking made close, but into- I haven't even fucking finished it.
0: And that, that only made it into your top three during this week, right?
1: Like yesterday.
0: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, is, that's why... Like, it is really cool. That's why people are talking about it so much. Um, yeah. It hasn't won many Game of the Year places in spots in like the big publications. But it's gotten close a lot of the times. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it is my game of the year, but it is in. It's in my top three, definitely.
0: Uh, cool. Well, Jeremy, what do you reckon? Shall we? Shall we throw it to the break, or shall I? Shall I come in with one of my lists here?
1: Come in with one of your lists, as long as it's not Halo. So that will be a long. <laughs> just because that'll be a longer conversation.
0: I agree. Okay. Um, what am I gonna pick? Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye.
1: Can you pick a different one? Why? Pick one that's not going to be a longer conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, you
2: can, uh... about it. you can talk about it.
0: No, I'll talk about it. I, I don't want to talk about it too much because theoretically we're doing a game club for it at some point. Yes, soon. Uh, but the Echoes of the Eye DLC expansion for Outer Wilds is many things. Uh one of those many things is that it is is not as good as the base game. No. However. What is? <laughs> what it, what what one of the other things that it is is uh, it is still out of wilds. Yeah. Fundamentally. Yeah. And that is such such a point in its favor. It's, what a, what a feat. I you know, we played this 2 years ago, 2019, and you know, you said it was your game of the decade. Yep.
1: Still stand by that.
0: And I could I totally respect that decision. I don't think it was mine. I don't quite remember, but it was in it was up there. It was in the it was in the running. Um it's such a special game and it's because of all of that, that sense of discovery that they allow you to have where you uh, where you, you go to one planet and you find this this ruin and it points in the direction of another planet and that will then point you in the direction of something else and it will help recontextualize and teach you something about the, the world and the mechanics and how you can then explore in a different way and then you think, oh, this really memorable thing that I found that I couldn't continue with before, I now know how to do that. And the world blossoms out in front of you in in, in a in a field of uh possibility the dlc plays with that in a m- many ways chief among them being what if we made you do all of that in a really really scary tense harrowing setting um there was very little time in this dlc where i felt at ease um even although once you understand some of the mechanics of the game a bit more, you start to get a good sense of when you are and are not actually in danger. Um, but the the environments that they create for this DLC and how it feels to be in them and be a part of them—they've—they've they've done them so masterfully. Because I was so scared, <laughs> so scared in this game. Um, to to a to a to its detriment in the end, I say um but ultimately it it tells a story that I don't think can be told in any other medium not just the main game itself but the DLC specifically as well it does it again this game does it for the second time yeah yeah that's it's 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 special it's so wonderful i think i think the scares are too much i think they disempower you as the player to the point where the scares become really they disincentivize you even wanting to test at the boundaries of them because you become you know the clock's always ticking as it is in Outer wilds before the next loop or in this game even shorter um in this dlc rather and the more that you how do i put this the more that you uh go down the path of being disempowered that they that they the path that they provide um where they they kind of take your abilities away from you and they take kind of take your sight away from you in some points you know there's a lot of themes of light and dark in this game and the the further down into the DLC you get and the more disempowered you become um the more precious it feels like you need to be about your your lives in the game because it takes longer and longer to set up what you're trying to pull off each loop so when you when you die or when you fail or when um, you miss a jump or whatever it, it the consequence is drastic enough that you want to make sure it doesn't happen but you are also so lost and disempowered I'm going to keep saying it to be able to prevent that half the time that it becomes quite challenging slash slash kind of unappealing to push through I think it's it's got a big barrier halfway through the game that I found very very difficult to get past. I'm glad I did. I think it tells an excellent story. I think the ending is very affecting, um, and it's a joy to play more Outer Wilds. But yeah, it's interesting to see how it can be it can be so high and so low for me at the same time. That said, it's I, I look at this list and it, and it just has to it has to be here in the top three.
1: Yeah, mine is mine is not in the top three, but not because it's not up there, but because I just wanted to have my DLC sort of excluded from it um yeah, that's fair yeah and 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 you know but like you know that being said that was a cop out for me because i didn't want to think about taking it out or keeping it in i just i just wanted to have it at the end anyway um yeah i think yes i i think i think you are correct like 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 you said we're not going to get in, into this too much because we are planning on doing another longer form conversation about out of wilds at some point soon um but like yes the the scares are a lot um and they i i have been going back and forth on this because thematically they are like almost required i feel um the the race of aliens that are doing the ones that are scaring
0: yeah the inhabitants and, of the of of the stranger
1: yeah yeah um and and this is this is this is medium Spoilers, I think, for the Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye DLC, nothing in the main game. They they are a a, a frightened race of being, um, and and like, like a lot of a lot of the mantra I want to say of the Echoes of the Eye DLC is the the fear of the unknown. Um, the the thing that they are so drastically trying to prevent is a thing that they don't want to accept um for no reason aside from like the the selfishness that that they are, that they are feeling um and so they are outwardly hostile to to the world um that that they are in and so i feel like i feel like they put you as the player in that same position as well to feel this terror of this unknown race of being this being that is unlike anything in the in the in the main game um and are there to make you not want to be there um and you have to sort of push through that to understand the why um and and i i think they do a really good job of that but like yeah like 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 you said the the scares are genuinely terrifying a lot of the time um
0: and hard to avoid sometimes too. Even when you sometimes, know roughly yeah. what to do, sometimes it's it's really hard to avoid.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I think that was where like my complaint in the game sort of lands is that like I think thematically having those scares is required in a in, in a in a thematic telling of the story, you know, there are accessibility options to turn that stuff off, which I think is good to have as well. But like the um like i th- i think the failing of the game is actually like the the stealth mechanics not quite just like just not quite lining up all the way um and that's that's just that is what that is um but i think the the idea of you being scared of this thing that you don't know is putting you in the position of of the of the of these beings um in a way that i think is really intelligent and something that i didn't expect to get from that until like towards the end Um, because there's a lot of you have a lot more questions in this game until the very end whereas in the main game you are answering questions that you are asking as well as getting more questions but very not very often do you have a ton of questions and they don't get answered until the very end Um, you find the answers to the to, to nearly every question in the game before the end of the game of 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 the other Wilds. Nearly. But yeah, in Echoes of the Eye, it's there's a lot more questions going on um that you you don't really understand until the very end of the game. And that's because like they hide that information from you intentionally. Like the enemies of the game are hiding that information from you. Um but yeah, I think they I don't know, I still I still love it and adore it. Um Yep, me too. And like what a what an incredible location to have a DLC.
0: Oh yeah, it's so cool. And like yeah, like having the game set in this ring world, you yeah. know, it's very reminiscent of Halo, but on a smaller, more intimate, fully explorable scale.
2: Mm.
0: Oh, it's a it's a masterstroke, and yep. it and like you and it ties into how these creatures created their world and how yep. and what they were trying to accomplish and what they were trying to recreate. Like it it fits to a T, and it's also vast like like so distinct from the main game's settings as well yeah yep um that makes it really worth exploring uh yeah it's it's so good it's it's fantastic
1: i I have a question for you did you go back and do a a main run loop
0: i haven't finished it yet no okay um but yeah i know yeah because you did say beat the game and then go beat the dlc again and you'll see something um
1: well the other way around. What? Oh wait, b- both actually. Beat the game and then beat the DLC again and then beat the main game again.
0: <laughs> okay, so beat the DLC, beat the game, then beat the DLC, then beat the game.
1: Well I would I would actually say you should have beaten the game before beating the DLC on, on this on the save. But that's like that's fine. That's fine. That's fine.
0: It is fine. Ah, oh, out of wild. So when are we when are we Maybe never. When are we going to stop talking about this game on the podcast? Never. never. Maybe never. It's one of those games. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's one of those one of video one, games. <laughs> one of those there one of those Their games of video. Um we're going to throw to the break now. Uh, no question corner this week cuz June's not here. Um, but yeah, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll discuss some of our honorable mentions uh, our dishonorable mentions and then continue on with our remaining uh, picks for our top 3. Uh, so, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimapcast. Cast. As the year draws to a close, so too do our opinions close.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Our opinions, our, our, draw our, our opinions are drawing to a
1: close. Well, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but I thought it would sound funny. Uh, so yeah, we're just going to keep going on with our game of the year discussion. Um, I want to hear about your honorable mentions, Jeremy. How many you got?
1: I've got, I've got three. Um, one I spoke about very recently, so I'll start with that one. That was like XO one podcast? Yeah. XO1. X- ah. Yeah. Um, XO1, really, really cool little science fiction game. Um, I finished it um, and I remember talking on the podcast about how the story was really, you know, it had a level of self-importance and was, you know, was trying to say something. Um, finished the game, didn't say anything at all. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but the, as I got in the, the game, I realized I wasn't trying to, um, it was just evoking like cool imagery. A lot of the time, um, I went online and looked at interviews with the developer, um, or the, the, the writer at least. And, and he was basically just talked about the things that he was, he was inspired to in science fiction. One of those being *Doesn't on a space odyssey, um, so yeah, if you like that movie, you would like this game. Is basically yep. where that ends. Um it's 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 a if cool You like that
0: movie and Tiny Wings?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a he actually mentioned Tiny Wings as a thing. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> it's accurate.
1: I know it is. Um one, it's a cool I think 2 and a bit hours. It's real shot. Um didn't outstay its welcome. Had a good time with it. I'd I'd play it again maybe in a, in a year or two just like oh yeah i'll play that game again that's cool um
0: yeah i didn't love that game but if you want to hear more about that you can listen to last week's episode two weeks ago's two weeks ago's episodes uh cool do you want to do you want to trade back and forth or do you want to go through your list no no let's okay let's trade trade. yeah um i've got some honorable honorable mentions which is marquette and pokemon unite which is is, like what is honorable honorable i'm only going to talk about them for like a sentence but oh okay (laughs) um marquette was a great puzzle game you know sort of evoked that sort of annapurna walking sim plus portal kind of feel had a lot of issues but it was really fun and pokemon unite was the Mobra i've had the most fun with ever so that was, that was a real fun week or two when i played that
1: yeah i remember putting my list together and writing pokemon unite on it when like oh yeah that was all right that was yeah. fun at the time
0: that was fun while my friends wanted to play it yeah um oh final fantasy 7 remake integrate episode intermission
1: You can't... Uh, Okay, I think we now have to put in a a law into effect that you're not allowed to make fun of Kingdom Hearts' names anymore.
0: (laughs) I mean, I don't think it's good. I didn't make the name.
1: I don't think the Kingdom Hearts' names are good.
0: (laughs) Okay. Would you make fun of the Kingdom Hearts' names?
1: Yes, but from love.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what I'll do with these.
1: All right, all right, fine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> if you can't defend them then I'm allowed to make fun of them oh
1: no one can uh, defend them
0: yeah then I, I, I don't think Kingdom Hearts has a, has a keyblade to stand on there um He's but fast. yeah Final Fantasy remake integrate episode intermission mm. uh the Yuffie DLC yes uh this oh, <laughs> this <laughs> DLC <laughs> does something that very important. It reminds me that I fucking love this game and that I'm dying for the second part to come out. Absolutely like champing at the bit. I'm, I'm ready for it. I was ready for it yesterday as well as last year. Like I'm so ready for, for this next part. Um, that said the DLC is really quite good in its own right. It's gorgeous because it's on PS5. Um, uh it's got excellent storytelling with Yuffie. She's so fun. Um her combat with Sonon is spectacular. Um yep. it's such a for, it's such a good way to get the the course combat systems from the main game and turn it into something that can be played by one playable character. Um and make it be so fun. It feels so kinetic and 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 really Really engaged um like it feels like a better kind of action game at times than like a devil may cry, you know and it and it plays very differently, but it feels so fluid and and fun um and they made me feel things with the story like 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 nearly tears, and then they they follow up on the main game story at the end, and oh, I love this game, it's just every time I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I love you, you belong in this list, welcome. <laughs>
1: I love Yuffie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when
0: are you gonna? When are you gonna? When are you gonna finish that DLC, buddy?
1: Soon, I think I'm like I'm just like, I don't know. Soon, like w- w- <laughs> when 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 I've got like less. Like January seems kind of quiet, and I'm saying this yeah. really tentatively. January, the month of seems Elden
0: Ring. That's
1: oh, February. So? Is it January? Oh fuck! Yes. Oh, you're kidding.
0: It's the end of January, but like. Like it's like two days outside of Arceus in at the end of January.
1: Oh, you are fucking with me.
0: No, <laughs> I'm not. F- you said January seems light. No, like, no,
1: it's coming the twenty fifth of fucking February.
0: Oh, did it get delayed? It was originally coming in January.
1: Yeah, it's it's in that it's in that February week of hell. It's in that late yeah. Feb week of hell. Yeah, it's not January, not January. Jesus, Carry scare the shit out it of it. It used me. to
0: yeah. be. I'm sorry, it did used to be.
1: Anyway. January seems kinda quiet, knock on wood. <laughs> So I might go through and clean up some of my backlog around then. Um, find a fantasy, finish inscription, um, probably play a bit more Halo and then just probably Final Fantasy fourteen in between. Nice. Um,
0: you 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 could finish you, you just yeah, you could finish the DLC in a sitting. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, like a like a longish sitting, mm. but like not like a long sitting. Just it's like hard not a short sitting.
1: It's just hard because you every time I, mean? I go and play Final Fantasy or play anything on the PlayStation, Bloodborne's already in there. Bloodborne. So like, yeah. Um,
0: it's like anyway. last week when you went to play Halo and you started playing Bloodborne.
1: Yeah. Yep. Keeps happening. Uh, I'll get that. I'll get that.
0: What's your What's your next honorable mention, buddy?
1: Uh, Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart.
0: Ooh. Interesting. Not in your top.
1: It's very close. It's very close it's in my top 4 okay. um it's it's a joyful experience a wonderful game really good story great characters really fun weapons awesome levels killer music also mark mothersby mm-hmm. did a really great job with it um amazing graphics cool technical like effects i don't know it's just like it's just a delight um the reason it's not in my top 3 is some of the weapons were kind of boring some of them um and there was a lot of repeating bosses um which which got a little bit tiring towards the end um
0: yeah the enemy variety is the yeah is the biggest fault with the game which is to say it's fine
1: yeah right um you know it's still a you know it's still an outstanding game maybe the best looking game on PlayStation Um, just the, just the feet in every single way. Um, it's, it is outstanding. Uh, not the best Ratchet and Clank, but fucking really high up there. Like top three Ratchet and Clanks.
0: Yeah. Bloody Insomniac.
1: Yeah. Right. They don't miss. Well, they have missed.
0: They haven't missed recently.
1: Yeah. Last time they missed was. Did
0: they do Song of the Deep?
1: That wasn't a miss. That was just a, that was a small game.
0: I was just trying to remember if that was them. It wasn't a miss, but it was like a. It's like a. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Last time they missed was Fuse.
0: Fuse? Was that them?
1: Yeah. Fuck. Yeah,
0: right? <laughs> what about the resistances?
1: I was, I was before. Wow. Yeah. Fuse was late. Fuse was a PS3 game that I think came out after the PS4 came out, or at least around that time.
0: I gotta look this up. This doesn't sound right.
1: Yeah. Fuse is a weird game.
0: With a Z? No. no.
1: You're thinking of Haze, I think.
0: I am thinking of Hayes. You're right. What yeah. the what is this game?
1: Yeah. Fuse Came out third... May
0: 2013, so before the PS4.
1: Close though. Uh yeah, what? it was a it was a third-person shooter that they brought out. And it was nothing.
0: I don't remember this even at all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Th- these are the wow. things that occupy my memory.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird, buddy. Yeah. What is Overstrike? Reworked Insomniac's Fuse likely to be a reworked Overstrike. So it was some reimagined... Was that
1: a was that a game or was that a project that was cancelled?
0: Wasn't it difficult to put together a teaser trailer to produced and the teaser video released last year for EA Partners project Overstrike?
1: Right, okay. Yeah, it looks like it was like a proof of concept prototype thing that they had going on.
0: Okay, weird. Well, we don't need to talk about this game that no one's heard <laughs> of yeah. anymore. But uh, yeah, Insomniac.
1: That, they don't miss.
0: <laughs> they don't miss.
1: Uh, never. Never. Now do you want to do another another higher up or do you want to finish off the, the honorable
0: mentions? Let's do the let's do the honorables, I think. Right. Let's, let's knock them out of the way. Uh so another one on my list is Returnal. Uh Returnal is a game that I don't love. It's a game that I admire greatly, and I think it does many things very well. And I think it does I think it's a it's a really interesting new take on a number of established genres and mechanics and concepts. Um, it's an excellent showcase for the PS5. It's an excellent uh, new game from uh, Housemark. It's great to see them do something that gets a bit more recognition again, mm, um, yeah, after totally. they sort of, you know, put out a few things during the PS4 lifespan that um, by all accounts, didn't get the recognition that people who played them said that they deserved. I, I don't know, because I'm one of the people who didn't play them. Um but, but yeah,
1: like I want to say Rezogun was like Rezogun was really sick and a really cool game, but like the reason that game was popular, because it was one of the few PS4 games on launch.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh but yeah, Returnal has a lot of issues as well. Um some of them have been addressed with their save feature now. So, you know, the long run times is less of an issue because you can save your run. Thank God. Um but I kind of couldn't... I kind of got over how hard it was. Um, mm. I guess in a way where it's like the roguelite elements of the game did not mean that you could stop... Like It didn't mean that you could stomp through the earlier levels. You could still get absolutely destroyed if you stop paying attention or if you were rusty or if you've been away for a while. Um, and it made getting to the end of that game... Honestly, it made it a chore. It made it a, a real slog. Because you either plugged away for hours and didn't get a run past the first biome for ages, or you plugged away for hours and you were two thirds of the way through a good run that could end at any moment and you really wanted it to get there and it meant you needed to put in another hour at least and it was already like twelve thirty at night because you've been playing for two hours already. So
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: But it does it does so many things really well. Its atmosphere, its storytelling attempts. Um, I'm not convinced on its execution. Having gone to the first ending of the game, I need to look up the second one. Um, but you know, the, the ride at least is great. Um, all the designs of the enemies, the the particle effects, and the 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 way the game looks is absolutely stunning. And the dual sense control um, effects are gorgeous as well. The, it's a really awesome idea to have the the aim on the half pull and then your secondary come through when you pull all the way through on the aim. So like activate the second aiming and then you could pull through on your super powerful ability. They do a lot of neat stuff with this, but yeah. Good. Good to great. But the, when we're talking about guardians, we're talking about those points of friction. This one, this this has got some of those.
1: Yeah, it was why I could never... It's why I couldn't like it. I think mm. the friction was too... Too... Everywhere
0: I think. It's like you're inside a box of sandpaper.
1: It's just like that. That's that's exactly what I was thinking while playing the game. Like get you me out of even... this get me out of this box of sandpaper.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm covered in friction.
1: And they wouldn't let me. Yeah. I couldn't slide anywhere.
0: No sliding in that game.
1: Nothing but stopping.
0: <laughs> you will be made smooth.
1: At the beginning of the game, they say press X to stop. <laughs>
0: And then the PS5 turns off.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really weird choice that they made in Returnal. It's very bold. Yeah. All right. Whoever whoever makes a game that does that is going to get my Game of the Year award.
0: Oh my god, that's got to breach like TOS, right? That's got to it breach Sony's terms of service. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got a final honorable mention. Adios. Not in your top three.
1: No. Close. Interesting. Um,
0: All of these three games, I would have, I would have said, had a real inside chance to be in your top three for you.
1: It did. It was a, it was a really, a really close pick. I had like the same list. That was I was just culling one of every time because I couldn't cull more than one, yeah. um, at a time. And then um, you played inscription
0: yesterday, and, I, and then I played
1: inscription yesterday. I was like, oh fuck. Um. So yeah, so adios is a uh indie game um from the developer Mischief um it is a short little first person like a novella almost um about a a man who is using uh, he's a farmer and he's allowing the mob to uh get rid of bodies um on his farm by feeding them to his pigs and he decides that he doesn't want to do it anymore he wants out and the mobster is there to convince him otherwise um it's a you know a quote-unquote walking sim it is just a a a narrative experience where you uh go around your farm while talking to this mobster um and it's it's a i've heard it described as like a work breakup um you know it's a like come on like we've been doing this for so long you and I, we've got a good relationship. Let's not stop it now. And he goes, no, I want to get out. And he goes, well, you know, let's, let's, let's keep talking and see how you feel sort of thing. Um, really incredibly well written, um, written by Doc Burford, who's a wonderful writer. Um, Carrie, I, I sent you his death stranding essay that one time.
0: Yeah. I I read it it for 20 minutes and I got through the first 25% of it.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like 10,000 words or something. It's like really long. Um, uh, also the writer of Paratopic um, and a bunch mm. of other really good essays on on, on Doc's medium. Um, Doc is a, a, a very smart writer um, and I'm glad that he's getting to make some of these games. Um, he keeps joking on Twitter and I can't tell if it's serious that his next game is called Waifu Death Squad. Um, I don't actually know <laughs> if that's the case or not, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. <laughs> um... Uh, but yeah, I like Adios is like a three-hour sort of thing. I want to say maybe less. Um, actually, no, three I hours. Way, no, actually, I want to say it's way less. Um, it's
0: like half an hour.
1: I finished Adios in ninety-two minutes. Um, right. It's a it's a it's like a just a really good little thing. Um, really well written, um, and also really well voice acted for the most part. Some of them it's like not as much. Um, but like the main two characters, really well voice acted.
0: I didn't realize it was voice acting. I thought it was all mm. written.
1: No, no, it's a, it's like a, it's it's fully acted and, and uh, animated and voice acted.
0: Honestly, a bit more inclined to give it a go now, knowing that.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, yeah, it's one of those. Um, Definitely recommend it, everyone give it a shot. It's like twenty bucks, and it's a really great, really solid ninety minutes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Great. Uh, last one on my honorable mentions list is "It Takes Two. Um, right. Do you partly finish because I haven't finished it? No. Okay. Um, Sam and I've been playing it an hour or two every month or two. <laughs> right, it'll um, so we'll be done in about six months. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just can't get past how special it is to play something that evokes the feeling of playing Portal Two co-op again for the first time again. Um, like I got lost in that one. <laughs> like. It's so special that that happens mostly because like to do that, you need really good level design. You need to know what you're doing and you need to make it fun. You need to make it engaging. You need to make it, you need to make it make you think you're clever. And (laughs) yes, yes. And that's hard to do for a single player, let alone two side by side who can fuck with each other and be less serious but they i mean has hazelite they did it they they did that and you know they've been working on cooperative adventure games for years now that's kind of their shtick um but i was just so taken aback by how fun this game is to play every time every time are you
1: gonna Um, play their other games have you played them
0: no i haven't played a way out probably i probably won't play a way out um and before that is what brothers yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been interested in playing Brothers for years, but, like, I don't know at this point. It's like, if I haven't played it now, when am I going to play it? <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, you know, not that I'm saying I'm never going to play this, but more that it's like, yeah, I'll, I want to. I'll, I would like to play it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get you. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it. at the end of the day, the story and its execution doesn't really stick with me. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of... You know, I scroll through on my PS5, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, there it is. It's there. It's fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next time we play that. Or I'm not. I'm not dying to play the next chapter. I'm not dying to um, jump back in every time. So, like, it's still fun when we jump in. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it's an interesting mix of what great level design, and I could I could play this, or I could play something else.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Cool, right? So, well-
0: nothing left for it, Jeremy. It's time to. Dishonorably mention someone. <laughs> and it bears mentioning, and we spoke about this before recording. You know, we don't like to get on our platform and talk badly about people who make video games because making no. games is hard. And yes. even if you make something that's not great, like, you still put in a buttload of effort
1: <laughs> Like, you're gonna say like and then say what your <laughs> say what your pick gonna be like, <laughs> like literally name and shame like one and like
0: <laughs> so like we just want to recognize that this this is still this is still these are still projects that received a lot of love and a lot of attention and a lot of effort um and a lot of thought and whether we received them poorly or not and they weren't designed to piss us off. So, you know. Yeah,
1: like this is just coming from a place of cr- t- critique, talking about things that are also bad and why they are bad. That's fine. That's a that's a that's a thing that we can do.
0: Yeah. It is not meant to be a personal attack. No, god no. And we respect the developers who made these games. That's it. Jeremy go off.
1: 12 minutes was one of the worst games that I've ever played.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and I don't say that lightly. Um, I think I think I don't quite know where this game went wrong. Mm-hmm. um in terms of like i have been excited for this game for many many years it has been around for years like right like this is a game that has been shown off the pack circuit for ages then it got it got a big push by anna perna started to publish it they then had the money to go on and get the incredible acting talents of willem dafoe daisy ridley and james mcavoy huge really big names really really like really smart names too right like really intelligent people and then i played it um <laughs> so okay so you know the elephant in the room is the incest the storyline that happens across
0: it spoilers
1: um, like at this point like at that okay I, I, i'm actually gonna go out on a limb and say maybe you should know this going in Um, to the extent where I think that if this is not a story that you want to like not as in like a content warning but like a if you still want to play it after this then go ahead sort of thing Um, fair warning Yeah. Um, just like a terrible decision um, it's not great. It doesn't add anything to the game. It makes it actively worse. And it's
0: really confusing.
1: It 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 does it's just it's just a really poor twist of shock um, that is like useless to the story. It doesn't it doesn't add anything. All it does is make you feel really gross about the story. Um, the mind palace stuff that goes on is useless as well. Like it doesn't make for yep. an intelligent story. It it feels like it's like a story that is very amateurish.
0: Um, yeah. It feels like a work up and it's all a dream.
1: Yeah. Cop out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't quite know how, but I think that Willem Dafoe was the only good performance in this. Like I thought Daisy Ridley and James McAvoy were so incredibly wooden. Like, I couldn't believe them at all. Um, and I think part of it was due to them doing an American accent when both of them are British. Um, I, I don't quite understand why they did that. I didn't think it added to their performance at all. In fact, I think it detracted from it. Um, and I don't quite know, were they just phoning it in? Did they not enjoy the script? I don't I don't understand, but I didn't believe them at all, basically, throughout the entire game. Um the core concept as an idea I think is really neat. You know, it's that like, mm-hmm. it's the, it's almost like immersive sim style. Like there's a routine that's going to happen here and you can fuck with it. Um, You know, you've got this 12 minutes to fuck with your apartment and things will going to happen no matter what. And then you can decide on how, how they play out. But I hit so many bugs. I hit so many issues. I hit so many things that like, you know, like bugs like, I get it. Like, I have been a part of development process for games before. I understand there are issues that in games you can't always fix, but some of it spoiled the game for me and some of it broke the game for me in a way that I was like, oh, well, fuck this. Um, yeah. Like, a all around, I think, just a very bad game.
0: Yeah, and we spoke about this when we went, did the deep dive on it um, a couple of months ago with June i didn't come down as harshly on this game i similarly yeah. to returnal i enjoyed the ride um and then the ending kind of cheapened my whole experience but i didn't have as much say it again i didn't have as much friction when playing this as you did jeremy um so i yeah i i enjoyed that process and using that like you said like you were saying that 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 12 minute puzzle boxes is, is really great i think it's a it's a great conceit for a game um but yeah, it doesn't come together. Um and yeah. you're right, some of the performances aren't that great. I i it wasn't enough to pull me out of it, but it didn't pull me in unless I was listening to Willem, um, who did a great job.
1: Yeah, and that's because Willem is fucking Willem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting little little gem.
1: Like if I had to review it, I think I would give it a
0: two. A two, I think that's a lower two. than it, you it
1: said. It is, it is, it is lower. I think I, w- I think I was hovering about a four. Yeah, like honestly, a two. And the one and two are like the game works, <laughs> um, and it's got a novel idea. Um yep. I think the you game don't want to give a- it another point for Willem. He's one of those two.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> he's one of um, the game works.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, like it's. The, the the story had nothing to say. The direction of it, like I I I don't quite you know. Like I understand that games take a long time to make. I'm not sure how the game was in development for this long without somebody saying let's cut the incest.
0: <laughs> we, maybe we could do this differently.
1: Yeah, like what really changes if we remove it? Sort of thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was an interesting one. Uh, so my dishonorable mention is Dishonored. for anyone who's been listening. What? <laughs> Dishonored. Dishonored. <laughs> uh, it's Deathloop. No, it's not Deathloop. Um, no, my dishonorable mention is Battlefield 2042. Um, right. Not right. a surprise to anyone who's listened the last couple of months. Um, And this isn't really different to the discussion I've had over the last couple of months. But, man, this is a game I really wanted to have. I pre-ordered this game because I was like, you know what? They're going back to the modern day setting. It looks like it's going to be okay. Played the beta. I was a little tepid. And then I started that that 10 hour demo and i was like you know this feels good it's got some issues but it feels okay so you know so there's so much buzz about the community saying oh missing features from battlefield 4 and um should it have been 128 player servers other maps because the maps apparently were only tested with 60 to 70 players um so a lot of the flow gets really off when you put in 128 players it feels really weird and there's progression problems and there's balancing and, you know it's a battlefield launch it's rocky but the 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 death knell for this one for me was I pre-ordered the game at my local, and I went to go uh, pick up an Xbox for Halo, and I was like, "Yep, no, the Xbox I pre-ordered," and the and uh, the person at the store was like, "Oh, h- which pre-orders are you taking?" I'm like, "What pre-orders do I have?" They're like, "Oh, you're picking up Battlefield." I'm like, "Ah, oh, nah, nah, man, <laughs> I've I played two and a half hours of that ten hour demo three weeks ago, and I just." I haven't thought about it. It didn't capture me. I really wanted it to. I really, really, really wanted it to. But unfortunately, 343 Industries and Microsoft decided to put a gun to Battlefield's head and pull the trigger. So it just... It, like, there was no space for me to get into Battlefield and for it to be the thing I was playing that week. You know, instead, I've really vibed with Halo Infinite. And it came out two days after... the. Hey, uh, battlefield 2042's early access window launched um which i was playing it in so uh, yeah it's just a shame um because i i want these games to succeed i've said this before in the past as well you know we don't we don't want games to be bad we want them to be great we want to enjoy them we want them to be you know achievements and we want the people who worked on them to be proud of them and even you know if i didn't enjoy them i want them to be proud of them too as well but i really wanted this to be something that i could really sink into like i did uh, in the old days, of Battlefield 3. Um, you know, maybe it would if I had more time for it or if I didn't have other things that were new that I wanted to give a go. But the competition is too fierce for this game at this point in the year for it to be this rocky and this this uncertain and this weird. Like, they're talking about patching in a class system now like to be like the old Battlefield games, like Assault, Engineer, Medic um oh no it's assault engineer support ranger or whatever scout um like they're talking about patching that in so that not everyone has access to all gadgets and stuff like that while also keeping the operators because no one when you're on a team with so many people you can't look at a teammate and know if they've got an ammo box for you you don't know who to ask ammo from or to ask healing from you have no idea because anyone could be anything it really
1: yeah. <laughs> and as not a big battlefield person, I feel like these are issues they've already solved in the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they tried to reinvent the wheel a bit with this one. Um there was this one clip I saw, um, speaking to this sort of anyone can be anything. Um, you know, which theoretically wouldn't be an issue, right? But uh speaking to this, that <laughs> there was a um a clip of a helicopter flying around near the top of a building, like an enemy helicopter. And the from the player character's perspective from the clip, they get their rocket launcher out. You know, they lock on, they shoot. And from the top, this top of the tower, all of all of this person's teammates are like twelve rockets that shot at the same time that fired at this helicopter. Is just like, like you, which you never see before in a battlefield game because no, not that many people have rocket launchers. But this is just like this poor helicopter had stood no chance. Um. So yeah, I, I this is the game I wanted to love, but just it didn't leave an impression on me. So yeah, I'm sad about that. Damn. Yeah. Jeremy, did you have any games that you've played this year that might have been near the top of your list, but you didn't get enough time with them? Um,
1: Maybe. I'm not sure. Like, I feel like the ones that are, the, 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 there's not a game that I didn't, that I was like really, really wanting to give a good red hot go for and then didn't get to. Right. Um, and part the end, of that like,
0: was like what you addressed this week, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Part of me was going back and make sure that I gave everything like that I that I that I knew I was gonna talk about, or at least thought I would want to talk about, like, gave it a shot. Like I tried a couple other games like in the past week just to see if they were gonna like click at all. Like Art of Rally and stuff, but like everything that I sort of had going for it was just sort of like I, I sort of knew to an extent. Yep. Yep. Um there was definitely like a divide between the stuff that I liked and then the stuff that I didn't play or didn't like. Um, maybe the only one I wish I had a bit more time to, to sink into was death loop. Um, but I feel like I'm at the point in that game where I know what it is to an extent. And so I can measure that correctly. Um, right. everything else is pretty much like, you know, the other ones that I didn't include in my upper echelon, but I like, I, I still finished them was stuff like call of the sea, um, which I really, I thought was really right. good. um, Guardians of the Galaxy was up there as well. Hitman 3, Forza Horizon 5, Let's Build a Zoo. Um, You know, like all those those games I thought were really good. Um, But I just like, they just didn't hit as hard as some of the other ones.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's a number of games on here. I've got a category here, which is haven't played enough of, but these are meant to be great. Um, and they've, they've come up in the show already. But yeah, Deathloop, Inscription and Guardians of the Galaxy, all of which I've played like probably three hours of for, for each of them. Um, sure. It's like, yeah, no, these are, these are fi- like fine. I've had a good enough time with them. But like the these need more time to get to the point of them. And I haven't been able to give them that. Yeah. Um,
1: the only game that's on here that I wish I got to play, but it didn't get a chance at all was Unpacking.
0: Right. Yes. Um, yeah. No, That there are so many games that I wish I'd gotten to this year, yeah. yeah like unpacking and Psychonauts, yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, unpacking for me came out the time I was moving house, yeah. And so I wanted to do literally anything else, <laughs> yeah. So I will you, get to you, that you, game next month, I reckon.
0: You'd rather have played packing?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Um. No. Oh. I've misread the situation. I apologize.
1: Um, so now we're up to the games. that are The games. So you, how many do you have left to talk about? I've got two.
0: I've got two as well. So we've both got okay. a top three and we gave one before each. So you spoke about Inscription. Yeah. And I spoke about Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye. Yes.
1: I would love to talk to you about Death's Door.
0: It made your list. Yeah, it did. Oh, my God. The, yeah. you, just, you just came back around on these in the last week and they're, here they are. I did.
1: I finished Death's Door last night. Okay. Um I bought it I think three days ago. Right. <laughs> three or four days ago. Just can um, it. Yeah, so like I, I knew I had time for one game in addition to an inscription. I actually thought I was gonna finish inscription before I was gonna finish one of these, but it turns out Death Store just hooked me. Um so it was I, I put out a tweet being like, Okay, I've got time for one of these games which am I gonna play? And it was between Death Store and Chicory. Um and I had an overwhelming response of play Death Store. Um so I did. And it's wonderful. Um, it is a delightful, delightful game. Um, so
0: as someone who has only experienced this through vague twit- Twitter tweets, <laughs> um, what is this game? Is it like, it's, so it's like a top-down sort of, you know, 45-degree angle view and you play like this bird hunter kind of, almost like Hollow Knight kind of character, right? A, a crow. A crow. And is it kind of like dark, dark Souls difficulty combat? Like, kind so, like a so dodge and a slash, and
1: yeah. So you've got so the way the combat works is you have a dodge, a, a dodge, a dodge. dodge a, you've got a dodge, a light attack, and a heavy attack, and the heavy attack you can charge up to do a essentially a crit. Um, and you can also do a dodge roll into a sort of medium attack as well. Um, and you also have magic as well. So you have. As you go through the game, you get four different spells. Um, you get a fireball, you get a magical bow, um, you get a bomb, and you get a hook hookshot. Um, so the arrow is just an arrow, a fireball you have to charge up a little bit longer, the bomb you have to charge up even longer than that, and the hookshot just pulls you towards an enemy. Um, the way the magic system works in this game is that you have, um, at the beginning of the game at least, you have four magic points basically for mp and an arrow will use one a fireball will use one a bomb will use two and a hookshot doesn't use any um and the way to get them back is you do a melee attack and every time you hit something with a melee attack you'll get one mp back so you can't sit back and just keep doing mp all the time you got to like get up close to and regen your mp if you want to use it um it is not as strong as your heavy attacks the bomb is quite a bit quite quite strong however but it takes a long time to charge up and it's also it does like damage to you as well if you're too close um the way the gameplay loop works is that you are it is similar to dark souls there is a hub world there is the the realm of doors or something i believe which is where the crows work the crows work for um for the lord of doors mm-hmm. um you, you have a you have a contract. And your contract is to collect souls, basically. You are a, you're like a Grim Reaper-type character. Um, and you progress the game, and then you find Death's Door in the middle of like a big graveyard, and there is a crow there who talks to you and says, like, hey, if you find three really big souls, we can open the door... And we can find out what happened to everybody because everybody's gone missing. There's not many crows left. There's only a handful of them. The gameplay loop works in the way that you enter a realm through a door. um, And you then um, will respawn at that door only um, or any other door that you come across. Um, There's no other respawns that you can find. Um, I
0: love how much like doors play a part of this game. I I don't know what I was expecting, but it's it's just door central.
1: This game is all about doors. Um, uh, and yeah, so, so like any enemy you kill will stay dead until you enter a door or die. And so it is dark, it is like Dark Souls in that way where dolls, doors essentially act like bonfires. Um, and if you want to go in a door and out a door, you can then get your health back, but the world will reset and all the enemies will repopulate again. Um, it is Zelda-y like in the way that there are keys and there are bombs to break walls. Um... And there are like environmental puzzles as well. So before you get some of these spells, because you have to find them along the way, there are other ways to do the same things. There are some enemies that can shoot out a bomb before you get bombs. There are enemies like there are like uh like fire pits that you can shoot an arrow through and then becomes a flaming arrow in the in the in the sense that like you'd have a fireball sort of thing. Um It's it is a really, really tight game. Everything about it is really good. There is like Honestly, nothing about it that I don't like. Whoa! Um, it's the the combat is 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 really good. It is very hard. You've only got four lives at the beginning, um, and to get more lives, you have to go quite out of your way to find these hidden areas where you can get life gems, which eventually will give you more life. And same with mana as well. Um, I beat the game with only four lives and four mana. I didn't find more than one or two of each crystal, um, and I I wasn't sitting there just sitting like, okay, I'm gonna like. I didn't decide I'm going to do an exploration run. I was mostly just doing the main story. And then if I found something along the way, I would go out of my way to, to go and grab it. Um, but I wasn't exploring every nook and cranny, which it seems like there was quite a lot of. Um, there are five different weapons. I had I had four of them by the end of the game. Um, there's the sword that you start off with. There is like some daggers, which are faster and do less damage. There's a hammer, which is slower, does more damage. Um, and i found had an umbrella as well. Um, which what? is a, uh, the the umbrella that you find is in the main, like in the hub world. And I believe it's like the joke weapon. Um, and I think there's an achievement for completing the game just with the umbrella because I, I found the umbrella before I even found any combat encounters. So I think if right. you beat the game with the umbrella, you can get like some achievements or something. Um, and I, I don't know what the fifth weapon was. Is um, this
0: game going to stick with you, Jeremy? Like I, I, feel, I feel it is my responsibility to ask is... Are you concerned of there being some sort of recency bias?
1: So I don't think so. Um, I think because thinking about it, it is every single thing about it is really good and really solid. Like when I finished Hollow Knight, I went, yeah, that game is really something good. Um, and I, I had the same feelings about this one as well. Um, similar because it's a similar style of game. Hollow Knight's obviously 2D and this is 3D. Um, but it, there, I just don't have any complaints about it. Um, the story that they tell is really cool. There's really good world building in between the the Lords of Doors um, and how Death Door works. I'm not going to get into late game spoilers, but they do some really cool things. Um, the The style, like the art style, is really really solid. All the enemies look really cool. Um, the it, it's it's a it's a really intelligent way of showing the enemies fit in the world. And also you can tell what their attacks are as they're happening. They're telegraphing you enough information to what the attacks are, especially in the bosses as well. They are doing a really good job of telegraphing everything, but it's still really hard. And that's because the combat is really good. Everything is balanced really, really well attacks only do one health, but you've only got four lives before you're dead. And so you have to really make those last. You have to dodge every single attack that's coming at you because before you know it, like you're going to be stuck on one health and then you're going to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um. There are ways to regen health throughout the game, but like they're mostly just like every now and again there'll be a pot which you can put a seed in and then it'll give you a flower which you can then consume and get your life back. But you can only do those once per run uh, or rather once per life and the flower won't come back until you reset the world. Um, I, have, I have some more notes here. Um, there's not a whole lot of progression in this game. There's no levels. There's no XP. Every time you defeat an enemy, you get a little bit of souls and then you can spend those souls on upgrading your attack, your speed, your magic speed, or your magic attack, I guess. Um, there's no, you know, there's no decks, you know, there's no, like, uh, there's not a million stats. There's just like, what level your attack is. There's only four upgrade trees and they're in a straight line. Um, and they just cost more and more amount of souls as you want to upgrade them. There's no different currencies. There's only the one. Um, there are collectibles around the, way, around the world as well. Um, and they just give you like backstory and some um, insight into the world. Um, every like area in this world feels really distinct and really cool. There's like five distinct areas. And they're all really, really awesome. Um, One of the highlights early on is you enter this garden of a mansion. And so there are hedges everywhere and there's all these different types of enemies. And as you go through, you enter what is called the Ceramic Mansion, which is really cool. Um, And you venture through the Ceramic Mansion and go down into like a furnace And that's where you fight the urn witch. There's a lot of really great names for things. There's a lot of really great like world building stuff. Everything feels very natural. Like, of course, the urn witch lives in the furnace because ashes, urns, it all makes sense, right? (laughs) Um, And there's a really great thing as well is when you enter every like boss's domain, um, it does like the really cool thing where like the boss will hang around a little bit like before you're fighting them. And just talk to me like, hey, like you shouldn't be here sort of thing. You should get out real quick before I get mad. And so you can have this like little connection in between the bosses before you fight them. So you're not just going into a space, defeating an enemy and then leaving again. They're a bit like, more of a character. Yeah. Like they're talking to you. They're, they they have their own way of talking. They have their own way of acting around you. Um, and they all want different things. Um, and so you get, you get their character while knowing from the beginning that like they're going to be something you fight um it also has a really lovely relationship with death which i know sounds like it, it 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 sounds very funny but it's true um this game's outlook on on people dying is is a really is really quite nice um it's it, this game also is quite funny a lot of the time there's a, re- a lot of really good dialogue but there's a lot of dialogue in the game that I obviously going like oh fuck like that's like like you, you're actually saying something really quite beautiful here um when you defeat a boss there's a there's a um a, a grave digger that will show up which has got a a tombstone stuck on his head um like a big tombstone that's just wrapped to his head right and he will basically just like give a little like a like a, a short sermon about the boss that you just killed um, and then everyone bows their heads in respect to the to this to this creature that you've that you've killed, yeah. And, and then you move on. Um,
0: so, like you know, there's a lot of description of like what the game is, but why is it in your top three?
1: Because everything that it set out to do, it totally nailed. It captured a feeling that is really hard to capture in games. This game is quite like, uh, what's the word? The game is a little bit. Melancholic? M- mel- melancholic
0: melancholic yeah
1: yeah um because it is about death and it is about killing you know you are like basically a grim reaper but it doesn't it's not a sad game it's a it's a it, it's a way of talking about this thing in a quite a mature way um as well as like everything in it is is just like really really solidly put together um the like like i said like the combat is really tight but it it feels It feels fair while being very tough, which is a really, really fine balance. You know, playing Souls games, the first time you play a Souls game, it always feels quite unfair and then you get it and then it can either feel really easy because you know what you're doing and you know how to like beat the game at itself or it is just like a bullshit boss and it sucks and you hate it. There was no bullshit in this game, but it was still quite difficult at times. It, it, they really, really nailed that that fine line in between like, oh, like I know what I'm doing and I'm just not executing on it well enough. And, you know, you keep on going and you get a little bit closer, you get a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And when you get it, like you do feel like a, a really good sense of triumph, not one that I felt like since I first got Souls games mm. um, or played Hollow Knight. Because um, Hollow Knight does, does the same thing where Hollow Knight never felt impossible and it never felt unfair it was just really fucking
0: hard. Yeah. Yeah. Very challenging. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I have some screenshots here as well that I took of um, Death's Door, which includes some text. Uh, one of the funniest ones was I fo- uh, one of the bosses I fight is called The Frog King. And when you meet some of these bosses, it will have their, their name up in big text. And I'll give you like a brief descriptor of what there is, like, you know, like a one line at the bottom. And it said, frog king and then it said king of the swamp and then below that it said guardian of the flood fortress and then it kept on scrolling up and then it said lord of his domain ruler of all these surveys champion of the people keeper of the five earths first of his name second of his other name he who is without middle initial <laughs> or mercy destroyer of all those who would question his rightful rule or look at him uh, look, look, look at him askins eater of the vanquished Devourer of the Indolent, Guzzler of the Noncommittal, and it gets smaller and smaller, I'm having trouble reading it off my phone, Bestower of Wrathful Opprobrium, and fond, no, and Fount of Most Wondrous beneficence. All Glory to Him and Under His Mace, Holy Basher of Toads, not Frogs, but really, <laughs> what are toads anyway? Like, worse frogs, right? Uglier too, smartest <laughs> creature in all the land, really clever, like that Einstein guy, but more handsome, and okay, hit the word count. Um,
0: <laughs> wow
1: it's really very funny a lot of the time um, while also being quite sincere um, there's, a, th- there's a part later on in the game as well where you get to see some some genuine backstory um, and like some of the characters are like some very tragic characters happen like talk to you in the game and it's like a really like really intense moment um, while and, like, and they know that right they play to that strength by giving you a boss's domain that at this point has no other enemies in it as well aside from the boss. And so you get to freely explore this area and see that it's more like a special place than it is a domain of someone who wants to rule amongst people, but rather just a beast that happens to inhabit this area while no one else is around it. Um, and finally, the music in this game is, like, stellar. Really, really good. It's got this really good, like, orchestral feel to it. Every zone has got, like, a really lovely song that, like, isn't too long, so you know it's repeating, but it's still, like, all the the melodies are really, really nice in it. Um, and when you're in a boss fight or, like, in a combat encounter, um, there's some, like, really energetic and, like, really fun music to fight to. Like, quite, like like swashbuckling like you know you're there with your sword and you're like at wit's end every time you're just dodging out of the way every time and it feels really cool the music in this game is really really top as well um it like it brings everything in this game together to make just this really stunning package of a game um i don't know it's like a
0: you've you uh you've you've had a lid on that one for a few days (laughs) i can (laughs) this all this all
1: this all today this is just all today because i only finished it last night um it's just a really outstanding game I just don't have anything bad to say about it basically at all.
0: That's pretty cool. Mm. That's pretty wild. I mean, I've been thinking about getting it, especially once it came out on PS5 a couple of months ago. Um, what did you play it on? Xbox. Yeah. Uh, cool. Fair enough. I'm glad you got to play it, especially considering mm. that it, it ranked so highly for you this year.
1: Yeah. Like I think I beat it in about maybe eight hours, nine hours. Mm. Really good length, really unique like, areas to walk around in, really cool story, cool hub world, good jokes, good combat. I don't know, just, like, like a really fucking solid game.
0: Would you want to explore more of those sections, or did you prefer it at its length where you sort of channeled that story a bit?
1: So, I I, th- I think I will go back and sort of get some more collectibles, Um there is there was an area which I didn't go to because I know it was an optional area and I dabbled in it a little bit, but it was it was doing some platforming stuff which was like way beyond me at that point. Um, but yeah, it's like I I think I will go back and do some more of it at some point yeah. soon. Cool,
0: cool, cool. I uh before I talk about a couple of my top ones, I did just remember a couple of games. That I do need to mention. Uh, so for my honourable mentions, I'm just going to add in Lost Judgment, which I enjoyed way more than I thought I would. Right, um, right. And I, I guess I just missed in that uh, release list. Um, yeah, Lost Judgment was great. Um, but I also need to add a dishonourable mention.
1: Dishonourable mention.
0: And another another one that's like if you. If you've been listening the last couple of months, this won't be a surprise, but the fucking...
1: Halo 5.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come out this year, Jeremy. Um, no, the bloody Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack N64 oh. emulation.
1: Yeah, the, the, the corporate poo-poo of the... Well, not, not not actually the corporate poo-poo of the year, but the release, no. the poo-poo release of the year.
0: Oh, man, so disappointing. So Disappointing. I looked forward to that for well only weeks because it was pretty quick after they announced it, but like oh it burned so bright in my mind and then I got it and it was so crap the uh, the N64 emulation, um, yeah yeah it, I needed to mention it in this episode. <laughs> um, I think I think I'm comfortable with a, with an order for these top three with so what's no, number no, three me, maybe no I'm not so I think it's a tied <laughs> second and third I I can't decide between two and three but I think I know what my one is. Okay. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is second or third, <laughs> tied with Outer Wilds. Yeah. Um, and you know, you touched on it before, Jeremy, but it's just quality, and it's the kind yeah. of game that I'll think every like I'll kind of forget about it, but every time I, re- I remember it, I'm like, oh yeah, that game rules. That game sl- yeah. slaps. It does. Like it's it feels like classic Ratchet in a way that it hasn't felt since the PS2 era. I think in a lot of ways. Like, Tools of Destruction and Crack in Time and I don't remember much about Quest for Booty. Like, they were good. And the the PS4 reboot was was fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Not great at all. It's not a great Ratchet game. It's a great game. It's just not a great Ratchet game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the PS3 ones were going for something different in some ways. Uh, But Rift Apart hits a perfect tone, I think, which really helps it. While also telling a really unique story for this series, which has been an issue, I would say, for the last few years, um, or rather for the last few entries, is it telling a unique story? Um, well, no, not necessarily. Cracked Time did a great job with its story, um, yeah. but they just, they just did a really good job with this one as well. Uh, mm. The 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 visuals of this game are absolutely bombastic. They're so good, and I, when we were talking about Demon Souls a few weeks ago. And how I still think that one's the best-looking game on the system, but sure. I think that's only because Ratchet and Clank stands out less because all of it is spectacular. Whereas Demon's Souls has that the contrast of the dark grimy cobblestones with the blue energy fire, the the the, the particle effects and the the, the fabric effects and um, stuff like that. Like that contrast really helps things to pop. Whereas Ratchet and Clank, everything pops. Everything's gorgeous and shiny and and explodes into a billion pieces and and has great sound effects that go with it when you blow something up and and the the guns all have different effects and they they get even stronger and they do even more and they they get even brighter and flashier and louder and and all the enemies have so many lines and they blow up at different pieces like it's all spectacular um
1: yeah and it's funny
0: <laughs> yeah it's so it's funny, funny. It's written well. The performances are fantastic. Jennifer Hale and and uh, James Arnold Taylor. The characters they introduce in this game are so good. The way yeah. they play with what you think is going to happen, and then it kind of goes a bit differently. Like ah, oh, it's really well executed. We talked about it before. The the the, the enemy variety is a bit lackluster, but kind of doesn't matter because they're just there for you to shoot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I you know, like I think the enemy variety specifically boss variety is maybe more of like a an, an annoyance only because like it's just the issue is like I'm I'm comparing it to like tens, right? You know, Ratchet and Clank 3 for example has got so many wonderful bosses. Ratchet and yep. Clank 2 as well, like so many outstanding bosses in it. And like they don't make games like that anymore because they can't. <laughs> You yeah, know, absolutely. Insomniac barely did at that point. You heard about the development of Ratchet and Clank 3? It seems like a nightmare.
0: I hadn't heard of it, no.
1: You know there's no grinding in that game?
0: Really? Yeah. Huh.
1: There's no grind rails in the entirety of Ratchet Clank 3.
0: Huh, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that.
1: Yeah, right? It's because it doesn't feel like it misses it, but it turns out a lot of that game was cut because they got told by Sony to make a multiplayer mode.
0: Oh, jeez, that yeah. that's rough. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I like that multiplayer mode. Oh, to be sure. fair,
1: but like, <laughs> it's Ratchet and clan game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
0: so yeah, that's my second or third. Yeah, you decide. Top one or two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: this is your final one, right?
1: Yes, but I have one more honourable mention. Oh, one that I that I hid from you, like <sighs> like the scoundrel that I am. Uh huh. I want to give a like, not as a like. This is a a game of the year type thing, but I want to give a really solid shout out to Wordle. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> because <laughs> if if you follow us or follow anyone that I follow on Twitter, yeah, you will find multiple people tweeting the word Wordle, a bunch of numbers, and some colored squares. Um Wordle is a is a every day there is a new word and oh. well, yeah what what's the what's the game it's it's like based off Mastermind or something
0: Yeah Mastermind is kind of a similar deal yeah Yeah it's, which it's is like a, a color combination guessing game
1: Yeah it's like it's like Mastermind hangman where there's a word yeah. and you have to guess the word every word is 5 letters you type in what word do you think it might be? It'll then tell you which letters are in the right place in the right spot. Uh, sorry, the right letter in the right spot, the right letter in the wrong spot, or the wrong letter. Have you done today's word, Kerry?
0: No, but that's because I had it spoiled for me.
1: Right, okay. Um, you then have six guesses, and it will then create a short emoji paragraph with the green squares, black or white squares, depending on what theme you've got, yellow squares, Um to then show everybody how close you got it like like how well you did in this game and it's but
0: without the, spoiling the word because yes, it's but the without same for everybody
1: yes cuz everyone gets the same word per Every day, day. yeah yes um today's word absolutely fucking ruined me really? and ruined everybody else that I could see on on twitter because today's the first so i think we're up to word 190 or something yeah i have only been doing it for about a week or two Yep. Um It's sort of that's where I've seen it. Most people like have only really started doing it within the past ten days. Um, today was the first day for a lot of people that it included a double letter, um, and there is no distinction between uh, double letters or not. And so I'm sitting here with f- four out of five. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Four out of five letters. Going. What the fuck is it? I don't understand. None of these words are words. Oh, there's two R's.
0: Oh, right, 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 right.
1: Yes. And so then I tweeted it going, can't fucking believe it. And I look at my Twitter timeline and everyone is going like, couldn't believe it. Double letter. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely losing my mind. No one had seen that before. Yeah. And the game itself is like, it's, you know, it's a fucking word. It's a newspaper puzzle, right? Like it's nothing like important, yep. but it's.
0: The, it's so shareable.
1: It is so shareable and sh- so, so spoiler free. Yeah. While also being so communal.
0: And yeah, and everyone, everyone can join in and not be spoiled, yes. but then it's also a puzzle that you could just do at your own time. It doesn't take yeah. too long, but it makes you think.
1: Yeah. Like I'll be you, I'll be there for 10 minutes max, right? Like I'll do a couple of guesses, leave, and then come back later without finding out what the word is while seeing everybody on Twitter going, oh, that was an easy one, or oh, fucking really close on that one, five out of six, et cetera. Yep.
0: I have to tell you about yesterday's. So yesterday's word was acute. Oh, that was a good one. That one hurt. And the reason it hurt me so much is because I did five out of my six guesses and I didn't get a single green square. That's absolutely a nightmare to try and figure it out from there. You've got one yeah. more guess to make it work. And so what I had was it was like, okay, so I'd I'd gotten four yellows, right? So I knew four of my five letters but not enough to really know where they went. So I knew the A and the E had to be on the ends. It was either Mm -hmm. A something, something, something E, or E something, something, something A. I knew the T, the T could only be the second or third letter. And because the U could be first, third or fifth, but A and E had to be on the end, I knew that U had to be in the middle. And so I'm sitting there and I'm racking my brain. I'm like, I, I... I got to get a I got to get a pen and paper. I got to I I need to write down what's possible in these squares like a sudoku puzzle. I need to I need to figure it out. And and the only way I could make it work in the end was by writing all the possibilities and then running through each letter that I had left <laughs> on my keyboard in each space for the like four templates that I had that were possible. And I yeah. finally got it. It was like and I think it was probably one of the only words that I could make with the clues I had left, but I just couldn't sure. see it. I had so much information, but not enough to actually like put the pieces together in my brain. It was just like a forest. It was so hard.
1: It's also worth mentioning. I don't know if I I, I skipped it or not. Um, it 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 blacks out letters that are not, um, in your in your wordle. Um, yeah, so, so it rules it, them out. Yeah, so you 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 are then. It's the. Uh, what's the, what's the phrase when like, like brilliance through restriction or something like that. Like you have, like you, you get less and less options, which mm. makes it, I think easier, but also like really fucking hard. Sometimes it, it, yeah. it, it, it focuses you. It puts the blinders on to say like, look at what matters, you know, look you're at sitting the, there
0: looking at your Z, X, C and V yeah. every, every time it's like, are you in there? I don't know if you're in there or not.
1: Yeah. Like look at the letters that you haven't used. Don't look at the ones you've used and then look at the ones that you know are right. Yeah. And then figure it out. Um It's it's really good.
0: Yeah. It's just a shame it's it's just a website. Um Yeah. It's a, it's a shame it's not an app. I would love to get a daily reminder. Right. And then I like, just like click on the notification and it takes me to it.
1: Yes, yes. As someone who browses Twitter like like five out of the, you know, 12 hours I'm awake (laughs) um I see it
0: yeah I'm not even on Twitter that much and I still see it like plenty of times throughout the day so yeah it's it's really impressive it's it's yeah it's picking up steam too it's it's really fun Mm. yeah I do immediately think how many five letter words are there
1: (laughs) there's a lot yeah I, I I googled the other day because I, it'll come up. Like I reckon, for like either like word two hundred or like whatever happens on April first or whatever, there'll be one without a vowel. Oh, there are a few words without a vowel. Oh god, not not many, but there are a few five letter words without a vowel.
0: Do you did you get a number of how many five letter words there were? No. Let's see. If like let's I, see. like I
1: want very very few. Like how maybe many like
0: 5 letter words are there. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh my god. What? The answer depends on the dictionary. According to free dictionary, there are 158,390 <laughs> words with five letters. Okay, and then there's another one here that says 8,996, which is drastically less than 158,000, but that's still thousands. That's still like decades of of Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred and fifty-eight thousand. that can't be right
1: my final game i'm gonna talk about this year after this i'm not gonna talk about any more games the rest of the year
0: yeah your opinions are drawing to a close like i said yeah, yeah
1: my, my opinions are closing my final game of the year is Resident Evil 8 Village.
0: You are fucking kidding me. Really? Yeah. Man, you're just here to surprise me today. I love it.
1: There's a reason before you showed me your list, and there's a reason I didn't show you my list. Because I I I thought you'd be surprised by some of these. Um Yeah, I think this game fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been like I've been thinking about it a lot, especially recently when looking back on the year of games, because it came out relatively early. I want to say in like February. Nah, um, it was like May. Really? Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, it, it came out in the year of years and so like this it, it, it feels like one of those games that people forget came out this year.
0: Definitely. It came and went. It had strong Doom Eternal syndrome.
1: Yes. Yes, it did. The people that love it love it. Yep. I still, like I have people that I follow who will not stop talking about Doom Eternal even in December um, and same as Resident Evil Village. Um, I have a list of notes here about this game because I sort of had to go through the game and remind myself why I really fucking dug it. Yeah. Its strongest, its strongest thing about it is the cast of
0: characters that are in this game.
1: They are so, so strong, so memorable and just an absolute pleasure to have on screen.
0: So um, is this specifically the villains or, the, or the, the NPCs as well as the playable characters or all of them?
1: All of them. I think they're all really right. good. Um so the characters that are in this game, there are the four lords, there is Lady Dimascrew, however you say her name. There is Heisenberg. Uh-huh.
0: And Good there's Brian the- Cranston re- re- reprising the role.
1: <laughs> yep. And there's the other two whose names I've forgotten, one of them is a puppet and the other one's like a little fish fuck. Um <laughs> they <laughs> I-, I don't remember the names. The, the the thing is, they are all together with um, the main villain, I believe, the main is the main villain named Evelyn? Um, I'm just going to Google it just so I don't have to keep not knowing.
0: I've just closed my Steam because a friend of mine has been launching and relaunching a game every five minutes for the past, like, hour. <laughs> like, I've had enough.
1: <laughs> I, I turned
0: those off ages ago. Those notifications. Sometimes it's fun uh, to know, though, you know? That's, like, why I like Discord Rich Presence. I, like, I can just go to Discord and be like, oh, yeah, they're playing something. Ah, they're probably on the couch when they're, while they're playing that, like, when Ollie's playing, like, Halo 4. It's like, ah, he won't see my messages.
1: <laughs> um. T- 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 right, okay, cool. So, there are the four lords. Heisenberg. Salvatore Moreau, which is the fish fuck. Uh, we have Angie. And Benevito, which is the puppet and the person controlling the puppet, even though the puppet's controlling the person. And dimascrew That's not a spoiler. It's very obvious. Okay. Um, and they are sort of uh, beholden to Mother Miranda, who is the name of the, the big villain in this game. Um, Mother, Mother Miranda is this caretaker ruler of the entire realm sort of thing um and she is in charge of everything and she's the one you 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 want to kill um you play as Ethan Winters who is the same protagonist as Resident Evil 7 and like the, the, I, I i I warmed to him only because and I spoke about this when the game came out but only because there's a part in this game really early on where you're walking through the village and you realize there are fucking werewolves everywhere. It's like really fucking scary and it's fucked, oh, right? Fuck. Like it's it's messed up. And then you, and then you find this this band of this this small townsfolk, and you you enter this like room and they're all talking and they're all like different like kinds of people. There's like a there's like a cynical one. There's like an angry one. There's like a really like thoughtful one. There's like a nun. And they they all say a prayer together while one of them is turning into a werewolf, and it's very it's quite intense and quite frightening and you and so you all start running and he starts like ripping up one of the other ones and like it's very bloody and gory, and you're trying to escape with the daughter of the person who just got turned into a werewolf, and you're running at the back, and Ethan's like, "Come on, come on, come on, we've gotta go, we've gotta go." She's like, no, my father, my father, what if he's okay? And then he like, he sort of turns back into a human a little bit and he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then she's like, no, you're okay, you're okay. And then he, he grabs, yeah, turns out she doesn't make it. The whole building gets set on fire. You've got to climb up the, the stairs and the rafters and you've got to escape out the top and, and you leave the, the building and you're sort of on the balcony, but the building is mostly made out of brick and concrete at this point, so the fire is largely contained downstairs. And Ethan gets out, out of the, the fiery debris and just goes like, I can't believe this is happening again. <laughs> um, and this is after the entirety of Resident Evil 7, which is like a nightmare, like a living nightmare that that Ethan goes through. His hand gets chopped off and, you know, he gets welcomed into this awful grotesque family that's got this mould on them. and And he's in the middle of this European village. And he's just going like, Why is this happening to me again? What the fuck is going on? And I said they're going, like, you know what? That's like a perfectly reasonable thing to ask. That's like a genuinely correct thing to be th- like, Why again? Like, yeah. I thought I was past this. This I thought awful I had experience. my
0: once in a million years event.
1: Right? And they actually answer that in a in a way that's very risen evil and very dumb and very funny. Okay.
0: I was gonna say um, there's no way they give that an answer and it's not like ridiculous. Oh,
1: it is ridiculous, but it's fun because this game is genuinely very fun. It is a freaky horror game full of monsters and demons and stuff, but like the it's a it like the way I've described it is it's a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, there is a small cast of characters, they all have their role to play, and they all play them perfectly. Chris Redfield is there as well. He is there to sort of be your go-between in between you know, like you see all these fantastical things, werewolves and vampires, et cetera, but Chris Redfield is there like a, as a, a guy with a like a merc with a gun, right? He's like a soldier and he's there to sort of give you a reality check, but also he's been through the ringer a lot as well. And so he's not surprised by anything, but he's like, we got to get fucking shit done because we're going to die. Yep. Like, have you seen that shit out there? Knowing that like, yes, I have seen that shit out there. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that keeps grounding you, which is really great. There's a character named the Duke. I don't know if you've seen the Duke character, but if you haven't, you should Google the Duke. Resident Evil Eight. It's like he a is, merchant in this one, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the shopkeeper. The Duke is this huge dude. He is this like really like poncy kind of guy. He is in the oh, back yeah. of his. He's in the back of his like horse-drawn cart, and he's there to sell you things. And he's all about you know greed and stuff but he like I want to say he's probably about like 8 foot tall he is huge he's fucking massive and his bare feet are right in front of you at all times and it's he's the worst thing in the beast, world he seems. yes um, but he's great he's such a really cool character he's the one that gives you the riddles he's the uh, he's the cat in Alice in Wonderland right he knows about everything he understands Mother Miranda, he understands the Lords he knows when you find this really fucked up artifact and and show it to him, he will tell you what it does while also selling you weapons and guns and health. He's a really fun character to have around um and they all have their roles they all like they all play their part it's kind of like a play almost it's done in acts it's there's the there's the vampire section in the mansion, which is classic Resident Evil, like Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2. One in terms of it's a big mansion, and you get like, you know, put the stone here, and then this stone and the sword and the knight in the armor, and, you know, move the arms to point the shadows, etc. You know, like really classic RE puzzles. And then it turns into Resident Evil 2, in like and sort of 3 as well, where like the vampires are chasing you throughout the game at all times They're like in in that area rather they are one they are the ones that are constantly chasing you throughout this um big mansion the uh haunted house section with um the puppet uh what's her name Angie and uh, H- House Benavito is what it's called they take your guns away and you are in this very terrifying like house of horrors There are puppets fucking everywhere and they all look like Angie the puppet, which I just want to fucking tear apart because it's this creepy skinny bride puppet that just will giggle at you and then stab you a lot and can fly kind of. And there's like hundreds of them in this house and sometimes they will look at you and sometimes they won't. And when it gets really scary, they all just start vibrating and all their heads start shaking, and it's it's very very scary. Yeah, yeah. There's another scary part that happens in this game, which I won't spoil, um, but it's grotesque and very scary in a in a really cool way. You then go to the marshlands, where um, Salvatore Moreau is. He's this fishman, and it's he's he's very he's a very sad character. He's really like he's very ugly, and you can tell like none of the other lords like respect him at all, and he's very. Like, he's, like, always wet and he's, like, wearing, like, a suit but is, like, really quite short and is, like, would be the kind to cry a lot. Um, He's really, like, grotesque a lot. Um, And then there's Heisenberg's foundry with the rest of the vampires – sorry, the rest of the werewolves and the lichens. Um, Heisenberg is great. He's so fun. He's so – charming and such a dick he's just like such a prick to you (sighs) but he is so charismatic and so likable when he's on screen and he's so he's got a big hammer and he's great he's so good um
0: so again jeremy why is this in your top three why is it in there what brings it it above the rest
1: it was, it's just a really, like, I, again, like, it's just a really solid experience. I don't think any game came out this year that I played that I felt was, like, a really, like, once in a, you know, once in an eight-year experience sort of thing. There's no games here that's, like, going to be in my greatest games of all time.
0: Except Outer Wilds, which already is.
1: Sorry, yes, excluding Outer Wilds. Um, But there was a lot of, like, really, really fucking good games. Um. Th- this game, once again, I'm describing this as a as a season of a TV show, I think, and I think because this feels like this feels like almost like like you know how Netflix have like their horror stuff like Midnight Mass and you know Haunting of Hill House all that stuff like this feels kind of like that where there's like a core cast of characters that are a part of this larger story that you can't get th- like you you shouldn't get through in one sitting. Um, that, that have their quirks and they've got... Like, you can tell that there's a lot of, like, genuine thought put into them. They're not just there to be, you know, the sexy tall vampire lady, you know, the charismatic werewolf dude, right? Like, they are there to have their purpose. They, like, the lords also have their own dynamics between one another. Mother Miranda, as the owner of, the, like, the town, they look to her as... They are all siblings and they look to her as the mother, and so they have sibling rivalry where Mother like Mother Miranda always liked you more than me, et cetera, et cetera. And it's they've got really great dynamics where they want to be the one to kill Ethan Winters because I want to be the one to show Mother Miranda, look what I did, look what my vampires did, look what my werewolves did. And it comes across all the time. It's so apparent how this close dynamic. It's it's like it's like a guardians villain type thing where they all actually want to impress one another and they all want to show each other that they want to that they're that they're better than one another. Yeah. But through through a place of you know they hate each other, but they hate each other because they want to be respected by each other. Yeah. Um. It's it's really fun, and you know I need to point out again, Chris fucking Redfield, huge in this game, <laughs> massive guns, huge fucking biceps, big coach. and the like late game spoilers there is a part in this game where uh you're not gonna you don't care about spoilers for this, do you
0: no i and I've heard about this already,
1: yeah, uh ethan winters dies
0: oh, I didn't know that actually wow yeah.
1: he dies, and you get soy revelation about why he can take so much shit, why his hand get cut, can, can get cut off and why he can just put it back on, <laughs> why his fingers get cut off and you can just pour some ointment on it, stick it back on and it starts working again immediately. And it's because he's been dead for most of Resident Evil 7 and all of 8.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: Yeah, and he's possessed by, this, by the same thing that the, that the village is possessed by, this mold, this thing that is reanimating dead life, which plays into the Resident Evil Umbrella core and all that stuff. Um, so while Ethan Winters is dead properly in this game, or before he comes back, <laughs> yeah, you play as Chris Redfield, and you just get a ton of guns, a ton of fucking ammo, and grenade launchers, grenades, flares, etc, night vision, and you go through the village that you have spent the past, I don't know, seven or eight hours in and you just wreck you are there shooting every single fucking werewolf every single lichen that comes your way you are just demolishing it you've got an assault rifle you've got an smg you've got like an automatic pistol you've got a grenade launcher and you were just using up all of your ammo to like basically eradicate the village of all dangerous life, hmm. because it's it's getting towards the doomsday like point of the game, and you can see Mother Miranda's big thing in the back, and it's you can tell you reached the like the the ending part of the game, which you know you're going to do the ending part of the game as Ethan because that's how video games work, and you know you're going to use the last of your bullets and your guns to fight Mother Miranda as Ethan, but you get this really sick hour and a half section where you are just fucking decimating. And it is the coolest fucking thing. <laughs> it, it is maybe my favorite moment of games of this year. Um, it is so fucking fun. Um, just finishing up with the notes that I have here. Having a central hub of the village in common recurring locations really helps place where you are in this village because you've got these four lords domains, but they all are connected by the central village, which you've seen in all the trailers where all the vampires uh, or all the lichens are just like around um, and roaming um having that as the center thing that you have to keep going back in and out of in and out of as you go to the different areas of um resident evil 8 like really sells like the size of everything it it feels quite large but it doesn't feel obscenely large there'll be these long set pieces set pieces where you're running away from a big boss and then you'll you'll finish up the set piece on your way already back to the village and it's just it's done masterfully um and yeah like I like my final note here for it was it for for me it was the perfect amount of scares cross between fun um I was having fun while I was scared it it's like a it's just it's like a a really good like roller coaster ride where like it is like ah oh, fuck that also this is really good mm. it is really fun um one of my top three
0: Nice. Fair enough. I it's cool that it's there. I love that it's sticking around. That's really cool. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. So this is the last game on my list. And I think I'm comfortable calling it my number one. Okay. It is <laughs> Infinite, yeah. right. Which is Halo Infinite. Yeah. Which is funny. What,
1: what time are we on? Uh right, two hour. An hour. <laughs> uh
0: two hour twenty. So and this is the reason Jeremy's mentioning that is because we realized before that Jeremy actually hasn't spoken about this game really on the podcast yet because a number of times he was he wasn't he wasn't here with that episode without him, or uh he hadn't played as much to really get into it. I was spoken about the multiplayer, but in terms of the single player um why is this in my top three? Why is this probably my top one i' we've spoken a number of times about what what like some of my favorite games are. And they're the games that I really like to play every second of where it doesn't matter what I'm doing. The, the movement and combat is so enjoyable and mechanically sound that I could do as much content as you give me. That's why I like the Assassin's Creed, uh, the original games so much um, because I love the free running. I, re- I think the combat's totally fine. Um, it's really the free running, like that's that's it for me. Um, yeah. Same with Just Cause two, three to by an ex, by extension, but specifically two. That's why I I didn't one hundred percent that game because it's ridiculous to hundred percent slash actually impossible. I think because yeah, of the bug. It,
1: it is impossible. Yeah.
0: But I got it to like ninety nine percent point something. Like I I did all like three hundred and eighty something settlements in that game. Um and Halo Infinite it scratches that same itch and it's interesting because i played far cry 6 this year and this is kind of like that in some ways where it's like first person open world you know go liberate the forward operating bases and then you see more as you know you get a bit of that ubisoft open world formula in some ways um but it is so much more fun i feel like and so largely Because of the grappling hook. Moving around when you're just chief on your own. No vehicles, no nothing. The grappling hook is so fun. I really, really enjoy it. Um, And it lets you, especially on on, on the normal difficulty, which I enjoyed playing the most compared to my half of heroic playthrough I've done. Uh, But on normal, where you can take a few bullets, it's so fun to be aggressive with that hook. And then when you need it to be a, a tactical retreat, it's there for you as well. And you can just fuck right off. Heal up and then continue to wreck shop. Oh, I've run out of ammo. There's a skewer on the ground. Grapple it. I've got it in my hands. Now this big brute that's giving me trouble is dead. Swap out to another weapon, take them down, grapple towards them. They get stunned. Punch them in the face. Like, keep, like, it's so, the flow is really there for me. I really like it. It's not there for everyone else. Jeremy hasn't mentioned it, right? It hasn't come up in your honorables, your dishonorables, or your top games. It's just, it's just in there. Yeah,
1: it like I I I did my full list of games that I played this year and Halo didn't make it out of the first round.
0: Yeah. And like you're so excited for it. Oh, you're I've been more, excited for this
1: game since it was like announced.
0: Right? right? Like, and I, I haven't I, been. You're more of a Halo guy than I am.
1: Yeah, like this. Like I remember the trailer. I still like I went back and rewatched the the trailer. There's there's two moments in the trailer, and they're so like they're so fucking like trailer moments. But is this like,
0: the pilot trailer or the one before that? The like super so, early.
1: Sorry there's there's two moments in either of those trailers. Okay. and it's just it's just both chief reveals. It's the yeah. one where the like it fades out and then it it whips the focus to be like really close, and you can see chief's helmet. Um, and then the other one where the pilot just like wipes the condensation off his windscreen, and you can see Chief floating in space, and it yeah. plays the it plays that one chord that makes me weep because fuck you, because fuck <laughs> you, cry now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I feel nothing about this game, and it fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, a shame.
1: Yeah, it is a shame.
0: Um, I need to point out. So, you know, I think. Something that I want to say, Jeremy's games have seemed to have had a lot of common. Listening to uh, listening to your list has been that it's been about like you not having much negative to say about the games, right? Like how you felt about Death Door and Inscription does something really clever, and you and it's not dragging you down like other deck builders. And um, Resident Evil you just found was so fun, right? Like, is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, like they all they all set out to do something, um, and what they set out to do, they really nailed. Yeah. As and inscription's kind of a little bit different to that where inscription showed me something that I didn't know that I could like, basically, sure. being card builders.
0: Halo isn't that. Halo is confused. Halo yes. is it is torn between like what it was meant to be, what it used to be 20 years ago, what it could be in five years. Halo Infinite is so confused yeah it it's a mess and and its release has been really spotty as well. There's so many issues with the multiplayer, like big team battle that you can't queue in reliably if you've got a party of more than two like um like the the progression system was so messed up when it started, like the playlists are really messed up, and they've they've introduced more of that stuff. There's no co-op, which is an absolute bummer every time I think about it. There's yep. no forge which is going to be a killer because all of the enthusiasm is going to wane before Forge arrives. Yeah. There's so many things working against it.
1: The the weird, like we've spoken about this as well, but the weird release of here's the multiplayer right now, but it's in beta and it comes out a week before campaign does or two weeks before campaign does. Like two and a half
0: weeks. It was a long time
1: and it's like but you know don't look at it as a don't look at it as a real thing it's in beta but we'll happily take money for the battle pass and we'll happily take money for microtransactions and the multiplayer only has like five or six maps and it has ten maps? ten okay some of them are like
0: big team battle exclusives and and so you only see them in some playlists that's what sure
1: okay in my mind there's like five and I think maybe that's because some of them just don't stick in my brain at all um And yeah, and then the campaign comes out. Uh, um, But like the multiplayer is like, okay. (laughs) There's so many things to talk about this game because it's such a fucking weird thing. This is such a weird product. When you talk about Halo being in your game of the year and I don't have a strong feeling. Well, I I have my own feelings about this, but I'm not going to say you can't have the opposite feeling to me. Yeah. Are, Are you including the multiplayer in that? Yes. Okay see i in my mind these are two entirely separate
0: things interesting
1: yeah i i see these as two separate products um because i think and i think my reasoning is just because if you have the multiplayer you don't necessarily have the single player um what? and they're not like the multiplayer is free to play you have to you have to go like out you can and,
0: get them separately yes right
1: or rather like yeah you can have the multiplayer version of this of this game without the single player, right? Like okay. you can have Halo Infinite and play the multiplayer, but you have to go out of your way and get the single player. Okay, I um, see what you mean.
0: There's a there's a a separation there.
1: Yes. And I think there's a separation in terms of the feelings of these games. Um I like I don't like when I'm playing the campaign, I don't feel like I'm playing the multiplayer. Right, whereas I did in the past in terms of like they feel identical to me. Um, like when I'm like when I'm playing a Spartan in Halo Reach in the campaign, when I'm playing as Noble Six, I might as well be Noble Six in the multiplayer. And that's not me like role-playing or giving a voice to my character, but they feel it's like the same. Feels. They feel like the same people, you know, I'm the same, you know, Spartan with a gun. And I don't feel that at all. I don't feel like Master Chief when I'm playing the multiplayer of Infinite. Whereas I do in one, two and three.
0: That's funny. I've never felt like Master Chief in the multiplayer suites ever. I've I've never felt like the protagonist in those.
1: Oh, like I don't even mean protagonist. I mean, he's in like the move set and what, what they're asking me to do. Like when I'm, when I'm shooting grunts in Halo three compared to when I'm shooting players in Halo three, it's like the same brain and I don't have to like mode swap really I'm still going to use the best weapons that are available to me. I'm still going to use the weapons that I'm the most comfortable with. And I'm still going to basically aim for the head. But I think because the multiplayer has to not be Halo classic multiplayer. And the campaign also can't be classic Halo campaign. They really have. And and at that point, it splits, right? At that point, the multiplayer that that they're trying to do, they're trying to do like arena-based combat multiplayer. They're trying to do... You know a level of competitive that they've never been able to achieve before while in the campaign, Chief has never been so agile and so yep. movement focused before you know he doesn't have fall damage anymore is a big one for example hmm. um you know you you are you are the one machine tank and you like, I, like they they are going in two de- two separate directions for me, which is fine. That's totally fine. But in my mind, they are two separate things altogether. It That's reminds me of when when the Doom multiplayer came out, the Doom twenty sixteen multiplayer, about how they felt entirely different, and that was because they were entirely different. They're made by yep. two different teams.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. This feels like that to
0: me. I I couldn't disagree with you more, honestly. Right. And I wonder if part of that because you kind of were done. I want to say. Not to say that you're never going to play it again, but in terms of your enthusiasm for the multiplayer, I want to say that had already waned for you by the time the single player had come out. Is that true? Uh, I
1: was moving. I was just moving house.
0: Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Just a busy time. Yeah. Um, For me, you know, I, I've i played the multiplayer. This is the multiplayer that's grabbed me the most out of any multiplayer suite since start of 2020 when we picked up Apex again. Um, It's something I'll play on my own which I never have done with any of the Battle Royales in the last, you know, four or five years because I'm, I'm bad at them, right? Like, but I'll, I'll happily just play some quick matches of Halo Infinite and I can be good at it in some rounds and I'll be bad at it in some other rounds and it's quick and it keeps going. The gameplay feels tight. It feels like I'm getting better. It feels like, it feels really skill-based, but it also feels like, you know, opportunity-based in terms of the power weapons and stuff like that. I really like the time to kill and how many shots it takes to take down a shield and an unshielded enemy like all like it it just clicks for me and so Mm. I was playing it as the story came around and then after the story came around as well I felt so much more competent in multiplayer once I had played through all of the single player of the game because you know I'd I'd had a lot more experience with all of the tactical abilities which normally you get like a, a few limited uses of in multiplayer so I don't use them as much so I wasn't as familiar with them yeah. Familiarizing myself with them in single player then let me know what I was using, what I was picking up when I got to uh the multiplayer. Um and then you add in things like Fiesta where it's like, oh here's any random equipment, any random weapon to go for your life. Like that also helps as well. Um Yeah, I I honestly think they go together really well. Um despite what you're saying. I, I don't I don't get that same feeling that you're getting where they're where, where they're distinct. I feel they're they're quite similar.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, I noticed this specifically when I was in the main menu of Halo Infinite, and up until this point, when I started playing the campaign on my Xbox, like I was just immediately going to the multiplayer tab because the campaign wasn't out, which also felt weird that the campaign tab was there but you couldn't access it. Yeah, and there was a moment where. I went from the multiplayer tab and I went back to the main menu and then I went into the campaign tab and I had this really, like I, I had the feeling of deja vu that I had of Halo launches prior, which was I'm done with the multiplayer. I'm going to go and play some campaign again because I'm multiplayed out for now, which is the thing that previous Halos, one of the strongest things that the launch of previous Halos would do is that you had a plethora of options to, to play in. You could, Fuck around in campaign. Fuck around with your friends in campaign. Fuck around in multiplayer. Fuck around with your friends in custom game multiplayer. Fuck around in Forge. And then, if you really wanted to, fuck around in theater. Then there was the addition of firefight, and also the addition of like other game modes, infection, etc. Which is infection is not in this, is
0: it? I'm uh, not sure.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've played an infection game. I feel like I would have at this point.
0: Uh, well, we haven't queued for custom maps. We haven't done any custom maps either. Like it's all official playlists. That's all we've done. Oh, uh,
1: sorry. In Halo's prior, infection has been a an official thing. Um, like I it's didn't always know that. been. I a
0: thought it was. I thought it was community always. Yeah. No, there hasn't no, been a. There hasn't so been
1: a. Th- this is the thing about Halo in the past, and I, look, I know like it's not always fair to compare, but when you when you create a game that is trying to speak to the the series's lineage and you evoke the same feelings while also failing to meet them, it, there's an there's an issue there. Um, Halo Reach playlists of the past was like Slayer, Team Slayer, Big Team Battle, Infection, and then a bunch of the other stuff like Capture the Flag style stuff, objective-based game modes. Then you'd have SWAT as a, as a separate one as well. You'd have Competitive Halo as a separate one as well, as well as things like Griff Ball and whatever event stuff that they were running at the time. And they will all be separate things that you could just choose to play. And, you know, things were different back then. They had a different player base back then. Everybody on the Xbox platform at that point was playing Halo. That was just what that was at that point. Yeah. But I feel like them going free to play is them trying to say like, hey, come one, come all, play Halo with us. And for the options to still be quite limited and to exclude things like infection or exclude things like... Some of the other custom game modes that have become sort of a mainstay later on in this, in this, in as the series went on, seems to me like the thing that I keep coming down to, which is I think three four three just don't get
0: it. Um, See, I disagree. I think they do get it. I think they didn't have enough time.
1: Oh sure, like uh, what this
0: game reeks of is early, early. There's no chapter select for single player, no co-op. There's All of these modes weren't available in multiplayer. They're available now. The challenge modes aren't like the challenges that they offered you for progression were crap. They were absolutely shithouse on release with feedback. They addressed them and progression feels great now, but they didn't get the time. They didn't get the feedback. They didn't get the resources to be able to like focus in on that stuff because they were just trying to get a shippable product out the door as fast as they could. And they're just going to, they're just going to keep patching it.
1: And, and, and I get that. And I understand they have a new engine. They've got the Slipspace engine, which obviously seems to be like a fucking nightmare to develop on if it's taking this long. You know, with various leadership inside of um, 343 leaving and projects, you know, part of this game being remade. I understand all of that and I can empathize with them. Sorry, sympathize, not empathize. Um, I can sympathize with them. But these are mistakes that, this is like the Battlefield thing for me. These are mistakes that the series hasn't made in the past and yet they're making them now. And so if they're prioritizing this open world which we'll get to in the campaign and but they're also prioritizing this multiplayer suite like if this is early like what were they thinking up until this point? What were the decisions made up until this point because this game is not like is underdue on word. Like this, like you know, in terms of like, it's not like
2: th-
1: this release was almost overdue. We've been yeah. expecting this for such a long time. It's not like people were saying, Oh, we're all getting it, a- we're already getting a Halo. You know, no one was saying that. People no, were saying it's,
0: it's been six years since Halo 5, which was a disaster yeah. of a release.
1: Well, oh, I mean, not even that, it was, just, it was a nothing of a release,
0: which for I Halo is get- a disaster. <laughs>
1: sure sure but i mean isn't like it didn't come out and people weren't questioning where's the content in this game people were just saying what's here isn't very good we don't like what's on. here yeah yeah whereas this is like where is it you know like and and i think what's there isn't enough and yeah like i know things are different now value of games is different game pass etc cetera, etc cetera, free to play multiplayer etc cetera, etc cetera. i understand all that but you know, like I like I've been saying, they're evoking the old thing. They're they're, they're bringing and showing me the old thing, and also, they've been working on Master Chief collection for eight years now.
0: Yeah, making and mistakes a, w- and fixing them. And it,
1: it's in a, it's in a wonderful spot now. When it came out, it was rubbish. It's in a wonderful spot now, where it is. And so they've shown me what it used to be. They have given me the clearest vision of what used to exist up until this point and now they're showing me something which is not as good as the thing that they've already shown me was great 10 years ago, right? For me, yeah. and, and and this this brings me no joy. This isn't me like, this isn't me going like, ha ha ha, ha you fucked it again, 343. Three. This isn't me going like, I believed in you. Um, should we talk about the campaign?
0: Yeah. So Do
1: you want to... You, you, you sh- this is your pick so you should you should lead the
0: yeah for sure i i'm wondering if part of my enjoyment in comparison to yours and ollie's like i i really i played this like early before release and i loved it um and i was so excited for everyone to get to the end of the game so we could all talk about it or even just play you know up till halfway and we could be like oh what about this what do you do when you do this what about what what I am so excited for people to get to it and for you and Ollie to be like, (laughs) you know, every time you're, I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand because I had such a great time. And I'm wondering if part of that is because I don't have the weight of expectation of an older Halo fan. I'm just nowhere near as familiar with these campaigns as other players are. And I've played them in recent years when Master Chief Collection came out on PC, but- it was kind of, you know, it was all after the fact. It was all kind of like one and done. I didn't go back. It wasn't the game I was playing um, nonstop. And like when, when these games came out on PC, kind of no one really wanted to play the multiplayer for more than a few hours. So I didn't get really stuck into it for any of the games. Reach 1, 2, 3, ODST or 4. So Especially I 4. Pardon? Especially 4. Especially 4. Um, so what I'm getting with this is a modernization of a franchise that I've I've dabbled in for years I've always dabbled in, I've always played at a friend's house I've always played a couple of levels of the campaign here and not really understood what's going on and this is like the first one I owned it's the first one I really dug into I think the storytelling's great, I really like that it's so much tighter, especially coming off of Halo 5 where they were doing far too much like, Oh my god <laughs> and, the, and the level design was far worse like yeah. the having it be so intimate in terms of the number of characters and the types of issues they're having with each other you know, having having the 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 campaign ask as many questions, maybe sometimes more than it answers, is feels like classic Halo. Feels like classic um, Bungie yeah. Halo, where they're talking yes. about terms you've never heard of before, and there's races you've it's, never seen before, and then shit, the game's going to end, and you're like, "Well, oh, I can't wait to read the books," I guess. Like
1: it, it's it, it's a Bungie staple. I feel like at this point,
0: <laughs> yeah, just asking too many questions and then yeah. getting everyone like so keen to answer the like to yep. to learn more about them even if you don't necessarily have those answers when you ask the questions in the first place
1: yeah um, and then cutting half of the game out of the product that you own
0: yeah yeah exactly and you know that this game suffers a bit the the ending it's early the, the the game ends too soon and part of that is because there's you know something they mention in the campaign a bunch of times and you never see it it's not in this game currently but uh, it has the trademark that came for for DLC it, it, that it's been speculated the Halo DLC that's coming out. There's been a trademark named for it. Um Jesus. it it directly mentions these these characters. I don't want to I don't want to go into it because then you'll know they're not coming. <laughs> but like, oh, I,
1: I, I'm 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 well aware. I'm, okay, I'm, right. I'm 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 aware.
0: But yeah, it's for spoilers for the game. But it's for Halo: The Endless is what they've copywritten or trademarked. Right. Um. You know, something that has been alluded in the main campaign of Infinite to be worse than the Flood. Um spoken about so much, so much, so cool. much. And then they just they don't get to call. Cool. Please,
1: no. Great.
0: So, you know, it's got some issues there, but I was I was along for the ride the whole time. And it's the most engaged I've been in the Halo story. It's gorgeous. I think it looks absolutely fantastic. Even on the Series S. Um, even on my nine eighty on my on my computer, I think it looks fantastic. Um and i really 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 like the gameplay i think the 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 suite of weapons they give you is really robust there's i don't think there are really many duds at all except maybe the hydra and i think yeah I, that
1: one's not great
0: the hydra's so weird but i like yeah. it in nearly every other setting um it's yeah. okay in campaign cuz you don't get the the damage downgrade if you turn it to tracking mode like you do in multiplayer um oh. which is fair enough
1: i always put on tracking mode
0: yeah like it does more damage in multiplayer if you do it like loose right okay but yeah when you track it needs you need to do like a whole clip if you're in tracking mode anyway um yeah i, I so you know i'm happy to swap out weapons or i'm happy to go in a in a way where it's more like i can keep the weapons i've got and sort of um you know re, restock them in, at ammo locations first halo where you really get that where you get like ammo dispensers and i think it works mm, yeah, really it's, well it means it means you've one, yeah. always got the opportunity to choose your loadout with whatever you want because there's those grunts that walk around with human weapons, and there's um, and all the brutes use them as well. And then you'll get those sentinel beams and hardlight weapons as well whenever you want. There'll be power weapons scattered around. You can have the 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 choice here is awesome, and it just means that all those those open world feelings of oh, I just feel like doing this now. I'm just going to go and do that. You know, oh, I'll go and get all the FOBs. I'll go and get some more Spartan cores or. I'm just going to try using a disruptor and a stalker rifle the whole time and see how long I last with that. I've run out of ammo. I'll go find something else. Grapple it with the grappling hook again. And it it just, that loop just feeds my monkey brain so effectively. Campaign and multiplayer.
1: Right. How have you
0: felt about the campaign?
1: It doesn't do that for me. Um... I think like the the combat feels good. This is I think my like a thing that that I've been trying to work out since I started playing it was that like the combat does feel good in this game. The shooting feels good, it's punchy, the sounds are good, the UI additions is good when you kill an enemy you get the little quick little hit marker to let you know. Like I think that's a really good addition. The grappling hook, you know, as everyone has said, everyone is correct. It's great. I love the grappling hook. I love to grapple enemies. I love to grapple me. I love to grapple weapons. I love to grapple fusion coils. What I don't like to grapple with, Carrie, is that the. Upper- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you couldn't even like keep <laughs> the smile off your face I, for a I, second
2: I, when you said that. I couldn't
1: even finish that one. What I what I think doesn't work is, and and like I am I am trying my hardest. To like a divorce this game from the series like and and I think i I think I am for the most part, um you know, there are hangups I have about like you know previous releases having more content than this one,
0: and that's and that's a, fair, that's fair to have this game has like, baggage, and that is a part of you know. The feelings that need to come along with this game—that's reasonable.
1: Sure, totally. But what what I also do want to do is give the game its ability for it to stand on its own. You know, like I am—I am all for series, like entries into a long-running series, just blowing it up and starting from scratch. I, I I love it when it happens. I didn't like Breath of the Wild, but I think it like for ninety percent of people who loved that game, it worked for them. Right, you know most people who played that game don't have the feelings I have towards that game and that's fine so in that instance it was a success blowing up what zelda means and rebuilding up re- rebuilding it up from scratch um i th- i think and you know you and i disagree on this i think they did a really good job doing that with assassin's creed origins where i think that was a really good game where they they took time away they reexamined what it meant to be an assassin's creed game and then put out a product that i thought was the best assassin's creed like since 4.
0: I mean Assassin's Creed is great. I mean Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey and Valhalla they're great. They're just not what I enjoyed about Assassin's Creed of old. That's that's sure, my totally. problem with them. They're still great yeah. games.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um and I think them trying to blow up Halo either they didn't do it enough or they or they or what they tried didn't work and and I and I don't know where it is and I think I think it's just both. I think I think they didn't blow it up enough for the open world to work for me. This game, like, you, like even you said, is missing a chapter select. And that's because they're trying to create a big, long story in an open world. Most open world games don't have a chapter select. But this still feels like it's missing one. And I think that's because the the, like, the areas of the missions are still contained, kind of. Definitely. But I think that's also to its detriment because I think they're contained in an open world. And so I think that that you can't have those really high, you know, high octane intensity sick missions that Halo is known for because they are trapped in this trapping of it has to be in the Zeta Halo open world. And so I think the open world fails the missions in that way where you can't have, you know, the halo ring blow up and you do a sick warthog chase not that i feel like you need that right that's like that is a that is a serious trapping but you can't have a moment like that when the world has to persist after you're done with the mission even though on the other side the missions are largely in areas you don't revisit yep and so i don't know what the fuck they're doing there yep um and so then why isn't there a chapter select if the missions are in are in the open world but not in areas you can revisit. Yep. It's so a big problem. You-
0: and, and those missions have missable collectibles. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. The skulls, the audio logs, you can miss them and then you can't go back unless you start a new game. What the fuck? Yeah, it's that bad. Sucks. It's bad.
1: That is bad. You know what other game had that issue? Knack.
0: <laughs> Look <how> at <laughs> all that one.
1: Um, but on the flip side, the open world is vast and you're meant to explore it. And so I feel like, I feel like nothing is unique. I couldn't point to a single part of this map and say, I've been there or I, I want to go there. Everything looks the same to me in this map. It all looks like Zeta Halo and Zeta Halo looks like a single foresty fucking biome. And I think that's an issue because I don't recognize any landmarks at all. You know, if they had an area for a main mission that was like really cool, that was like, you know, an island. Like I'm, 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 I'm going to continue to do serious trappings just to make my point, not as a thing that I think this needs a silent cartographer. But the silent cartographer, I know that island like every inch of it and part of it's because I've done it a million times but also that island is so distinct and it's got such a shape to it I know under the metal arch and then around the corner and then around the next corner is where the hunters are and you go up the ramp and then you go into the middle bit then you go down and that's after you've passed the elevator and, and it's there's the pelican so it's
0: been beached on the ground and there's the there's the pelican there.
1: Yeah, there's the rockets and there's you know there's the door with Sorry. the elite behind it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like it is such a memorable area, and I can, I can picture almost every, like almost every Halo One and Halo Three and ODST mission. Reach I can definitely do, and two I can't do as much because I played that one the least. But there are plenty of Halo two missions that I know off the top of my head, and I've only played that game like maybe two or three times.
0: Yeah, I mean, and those were more authored. Those are more distinct. Yes. They were they are levels
1: yes yeah that they are levels and they are designed to have sort of like a goal at the end like you are doing a thing in every single mission and i want to say that infinite just feels like quantity over quality where there's a lot more things to do there are fobs there are like you know uh, you can go and like meet a battle and fight some dudes and save some marines and then you can like, hey, there's a dead spot and I'm going to get an armor ability off of them and there's a there's a high-profile elite over there that I'm going to go and kill or whatever. And none of this feels important. And the main story doesn't really have much more stake than the other things that I'm doing because Cortana's telling me to sort of... Cortana, the weapon, the weapon. is trying to... Yeah, like, the, the weapon is trying to tell me to do, like, all of the things. Or at least say, like, hey, like, these things are important, you should do these.
0: Yeah, if you fa- if you faff around, I think she's a bit too aggressive with the, hey, I really want to see what that new forerunner structure is. Or we could yeah. mess around on the map. And it's like, okay, I got to admit, really, really want to see what that forerunner structure is. Hey, Chief, are we going to go see that forerunner structure? It's like, all right, okay.
1: Yeah, and so I'm like, so like, what exactly do you want me to do? Do you want me to do the campaign or do you want me to do the side stuff? Because both feels, it feels incorrect because how am I meant to focus on anything? And like dots on a map has never been a thing that I've really connected with. There's only a handful of games that I've 100% of that are open world. One of them being Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. And that's because those dots are so spread out largely and so not important to the main story. And there's not many of them compared to like a Far Cry or a, especially a Just Cause or an Assassin's Creed. Um, but the world, like it just feels like the same place over and over and over and over and over again. And everything feels like it's got the same level of importance. And so I feel like anything I'm doing is either the most important thing in the world or not at all all important. And it it can never give me the stakes that all of this is the most important thing in the world at the moment. Like I spoke to you about this in the past about like, you know, the every mission in Halo 1 to 3 feels like the end of the fucking world, right? Yeah. Like, if you don't do this, we all lose. And so you feel important, but it also gives you, like, that power. It gives you that, like, intense momentum to, like, we got to get it. Like, you know, we're on the back foot this whole time. And this doesn't feel like anything to me.
0: Like, I get that. I'm. I think I'm used to divorcing that sense of, like, story importance versus open-world objectives. Like, you know, Breath of the Wild is is chief of reasons among that, right? Where it's like Zelda's been waiting for you for a hundred years and you're like lighting torches and giving apples to Koroks. Like sure. fuck, fucking hurry up, dude. But it's like, no, that's the game is if you want it to be, it's about doing as much of the finding as many of the shrines because they've got great puzzles and, and cool weapons for you to use in the next fight and stuff like that. Like I'm used to separating that out, so I don't mind that stuff doesn't necessarily feel important. Like I like the idea that the UNSC has been stuck on the ring for months and they're just trying to like subsist and live and you can come along and you can break the tide for a bunch of the squads of the Marines and, and
1: that is really cool to me. Mm. Like I I totally love that too, but I want to like feel that right. Like I want to like come back to an area and have it be overrun by Marines like I want you to like push like the the war front away from where you've started.
0: You want to make a you want to make an impact.
1: Yeah, like I want to I want to matter. Yeah. Right? Like I I, I want uh, yes, yes, I want to make an impact. I want to feel like what I'm doing is making uh like making a difference. Hmm. Because that's what like that's sort of like Chief's thing is that he'll come in at like, you know, the dire moment. Yeah. and will change the, the tide of war. Yeah, he's always the tiebreaker. Um, and this is like a Fallout 3 sort of moment for me, where it's like, yeah, I can make some decisions, but nothing's really going to change. Whereas, like, I play Fallout New Vegas, and I'm like, oh, things are changing. You know, like, I can see the change as it's happening.
0: Interesting. And, and, it- and I think that's fair. I, I disagree on some level. I do find that some of the the different... There are different islands of Zeta Halo, and I find those islands are distinct um the least distinct among them being the first areas so i could see why you are feeling that way um but i i do find that they are noticeable i i can recognize places different topography different landmarks you know there's sort of some lakes in some second areas in the um in the towards the second half of the game and there's the the anti-air turrets that you'll find uh, halfway through the game and stuff like that like i i do start to recognize those things um you're right there's not much uh, geographical variation it is all that sort of foresty green lush sort of a a place um which is nice
1: like it looks it looks really good but like it's not enough for me
0: it's not much of the halo you're you're in a really localized area they i'm fully expecting we're going to get more this game is called halo infinite they've already trademarked like more of the of more content to come and yeah, the the promise. ending of the game is in quite an open place. Part of that, I think, is because a lot of the content was already cut, and it was meant to be in there originally, based on their their lofty ideals years ago. So that stuff's sure. ready to come down the pipe. And then I think they want to keep going with it too. I think they want to they want to give you a snowy area with a, with with more objectives. They want to give you campaign chunks. They want to give you a rolling out story. I think. And at
1: that point at that point you don't release it right if 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 the game is promising me a better version of the game down the track like this is not a finished game and like and like another thing that is that is around this conversation is you know like this game came out on game pass games don't have to uh, this this is a, a broad statement that I don't quite agree with, but you, you know what I mean when I say games don't have to value its $60 entry fee, right? If they're coming out on Game Pass, you know, you can release a a, a middling game and find some success on Game Pass of people that just quite connected with it in a way that most people wouldn't, you know, for example, um, you know, X01, you would never have played X01 if it wasn't on Game Pass, but it was 100%. so you got to play it. Yeah, you didn't like, like it all that much, but you got to play it a game has to really win you over in the first couple hours on Game Pass because all it's doing is costing you time. And this doesn't do any of that.
0: For you. I, it did for yeah. me.
1: Sure. But like the the opening chunk of this game is- I thought it's it was great. Just, oh, I, I found it so uninspired and unexciting. <laughs> like I, like I, I mentioned the disc, like our Discord server immediately after I finished the first mission going like, that felt like a bad Halo 5 level.
0: And, and as someone what I who played Halo 5 less than a month ago, I disagree entirely. It it feels way better. <laughs> Halo 5 felt so, so bad. Oh, um, like, like, um, I mean, but then like, the way in terms d- of
1: like the, the feeling of the game was different, but like the level itself, like, no, I if that understand. was in Halo 5 and you had told me they brought it forward to give you, this is the final level of Halo 5 to catch you up to infinite, I would have went, oh, that this sucked back then. <laughs>
0: well, that's the thing, right? Like I described how I felt playing the levels of Halo Five. I remember when you brought it up in the Discord, and I I don't remember the words I said specifically. And you said that's exactly what I just felt from this infinite level. I was like, well, you know, you're not wrong. That's that's how you felt. It's how it is. Um, but yeah, I did disagree personally. I didn't feel that way. I just want a game of the year.
1: I just want a Halo that I love.
0: <laughs> Again. Again. That's a that's a mighty lofty. Uh, history and set of expectations to come up to. I do not envy 343's job to do it, but
1: it is their responsibility
0: to make it happen.
1: And it's like, I think Halo... Okay, here's here's the thing. I I don't particularly want a good Halo. I just want a lovable Halo at this point. If they made Halo 3 2 like I would hate that on so many levels cuz it's like terrible as a thing to do. Yeah. But it would probably make me really happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. That's fair enough. Yeah, I at the end of the day I'm, I I do not budge. I am I'm so contented and mm. and pleased with this with what they've given me. Despite its imperfections and despite it's uh lacking uh features. Like I wish That it had chapter select because I had to go get some footage for work and I was playing it with Sam watching and Sam was getting, you know, into it and being like, oh, you know, the web is this and it's cool the way they do this with this. And I was like, okay, cool. A game we can play that Sam can engage with and then tune out for while I go do open world. Like that stuff's good when we can find one of those games like that. I really enjoy that. But I had to go forward and get some footage and I needed footage from a certain area. So I had to push past without Sam. And it's like, I really wish I had the chapter select so I could go back to where we were so I could keep progressing from where I was. And and until then, I'm kind of on hold with Infinite. I would love to absolutely finish this open world and just clear everything out, do all the strongholds and get all the Spartan points and find all of the data pads with a guide and get all the skulls. But it's impossible right now without play without pressing new game. And I don't want to do the whole thing over again like I would have had to, if it was an old school Halo game, like, well, if and it was an old school, old school Halo game, it would have had chapter select too. but like, yeah, I don't want to have to do it linearly and they're forcing me to.
1: <laughs> and on the, on this, on this, on the same side as that coin, if I finish this game, I don't think I'm ever going to play it again. I have no desire to redo anything that I've done. Interesting. And I think that's if fair. That was, yeah. But like.
0: It's not good, but I think it's fair.
1: And if that's the reason there's no chapter select, it's because they don't expect anyone to replay it. Then they've got some other issues to, to, to figure out.
0: Yeah, they've got plenty of issues. Uh, like, this game doesn't pass for me. This for me, it, yeah. And for me, it excels. For me, despite all of these problems that are really legitimate, and I agree with a lot of them, I just find it so fun. <laughs> So fun. I love playing the multiplayer. You, anyone on this server, which just doesn't happen because no one's as into it as I am right now. Anyone on that server says, hey, want to play some Halo? I'm fucking there. I'm there immediately. and But no one's down. It's just me. <laughs> is
1: it because this is your first Halo on launch?
0: Maybe. Maybe. There's a solid chance that that's the way it is. Mm. The way I just said to you just then, you know, they have a lot of... Uh, have a lot of expectations and history to live up to to make a a lovable halo game for you someone who loved three and and odst and reach when they came out when you were younger back in the heyday of xbox live gold um you know i don't have that i'm happy to have a more modern take that's a bit different that addresses some of my gripes i've had from an outsider's perspective with the mcc that's kept me from going back to the master chief collection and grinding those levels and and seeing what I can do, it just doesn't. It doesn't. I don't have any draw to do that, even though it's all available to me right now, and it's taking up dozens and dozens of gigabytes of hard drive space. Um,
1: and and I want to say as well, like I don't have much of a desire for that either.
0: But you um, once did
1: y- when it came out. Yes. So so like I I think like like while I say Master Chief Collection is, is the best way to play the, like these games that's Master Collection is the best way to play these games now
0: yeah it wasn't the best time to play them
1: no like and like the the Halo like the Halo Heyday the Halo Day <laughs> um that time is gone that like that, that doesn't exist anymore and that will never exist for this franchise
0: in the uh, same anymore. way no no um, i do think we're at the start of a of a new era for Halo though because for as many people as have valid complaints about the game and the, and the series and where it's been and where it's going, there are so many people who are coming back with Infinite. So many people who are just, or so many streamers who are just playing it every night. So many players who, who, are, who, who are doing those weekly nights with their buddies every time. Like, I, I know what's happening with this game. It's captured an audience. It's done what Battlefield couldn't. Well, I, it has in a lesser extent. I
1: don't know if it has the legs.
0: I don't think it does yet, but they're sure as hell going to add some more onto them. This thing's going to be like a fucking millipede in terms of legs. Yeah, a million short legs. In two years. Think of the launch of Apex, right? How it was so high and then so quickly went so low and they really had to fight to bring it back. It took them like 12, 18, 24 months to get back to that peak and then surpass it again because it had it had a strong launch dipped off when people fell off from the initial buzz and then it had to generate and garner and foster that audience with support and with re- content and with releases. These sure. guys are on the back foot because they're releasing a game that's taken six years to develop and they've got to get all of that base content out before they give you much more new stuff, which is a problem. It's going to be a problem for them. But when they get to finally releasing new multiplayer content and new single player content, once it's feature complete, which is ridiculous that it isn't, I know. But when they start giving us new stuff, I think there is a future for this game.
1: I think the difference between Respawn's approach and 343's approach is that Respawn realized that the worst thing that they were doing was making campaigns. And so they went back to multiplayer.
0: All right, everybody. That's been a minimap cast for... <laughs> you bastard. Um
1: I'm just glad to announce that the game of the year once again is Bloodborne. I think that's (laughs) the one. Like, you know, I don't know how, but they did it again.
0: Yeah. It's interesting with this one, Jeremy. We don't... Last year, did we... We didn't have a minimap cast game of the year, did we? Yeah, we did. Did we? Was it Final Fantasy?
1: Oh, no. We didn't decide one as a site.
0: That's okay. That's what I'm asking.
1: We've we've never done that.
0: I don't know. You sure? Yeah. Mm, Okay. Well, Jeremy's top... top threes are his games of the years and uh and i've got i've got infinite followed closely by many other games like really what a strong year there are so many games i didn't get to that i wish i had that i mentioned already um or games i need to play more of what a strong year Mm. and not in like a 2019 like oh it was interesting that nothing bigger came out this year but these were good but in a like some of these games really like they hit
1: yeah yep 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 Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. Is there, at, at risk of going over long, and I'll, I'll insert a second break in there, so <laughs> like, you know, we didn't take one, but we'll put one in there. But sure. at risk of going over long, is there an issue with having a game be someone's game of the year when that person then knows that it has so many flaws?
1: <laughs> no, not at all. No? i wrong, you was my game of the year.
0: True, fair enough. It's interesting because there are, and it depends on everyone's definition, right? But there are so many people who are like, oh, this wasn't the best game of the year. It might be your no. favorite, but that's not the game of the year. And they would, they yeah, would, no, they would call that distinction, but I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that.
1: This, this is our game of the year. Mm. You know, I can like, you know, it, it, it's, I think it's the same reason why we're not giving these ratings. Mm. is because like, you know, I could theoretically give Death's Door a 10 because it didn't do anything wrong and it did everything right. Mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. Th- that game didn't speak to me on a, on like a level that like Outer Wilds does. Right. Which would give me a 10. Sorry, which I
0: would give a 10,
1: even though there are parts of the game, which is not perfect. Yeah. You know, this is our feelings.
0: I agree. Is, these are our favorites.
1: Yeah. These are, th- this is my game of the year. When I think about 20, 2021, I'm going to think about inscription. I'm going to think about Resident Evil 8. I'm going to think about Death's Store. Mm
0: -hmm. wordle and wordle (laughs) wordle the (laughs) real mvp of the year yeah uh well that's gonna do it for us for game of the year discussion 2021 this is the last minimap cast of 2021 as well um thank you all so much for listening to this episode and any others um it's been a year where what we went to a weekly release schedule we've been playing more stuff well i have at least you've been playing a lot as well um A lot's changed for all of us personally, Um, but it's been nice to come back to this each week and keep doing it and to have these discussions. Um, Next year looks so absolutely stacked.
1: Oh, it's going to be fucked.
0: I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm so excited to see where these all land and what we all think. Um,
1: you are all- worried that you're not gonna have enough games to talk about next
0: year <laughs> i'm worried a that lot of i'm these only are ones gonna have gonna like play. one game to talk about for six weeks you know what i mean like hey, like you, elden you ring start, for six weeks and then Breath you want to start two a two side elden
1: ring podcast i'm there with you <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the elden ring thing
0: <laughs> jeremy that's good that's thank good you. thank you jeremy what if they're all duds oh my god what, what if, if I they're all fucking duds
1: what if i feel the same about halo infinite and and zelda that i that i will about elden ring
0: yep, yep. that's gonna
1: break my heart
0: your, your your tuscalisa heart
1: it's my first souls game on launch properly
0: yep and it's and, and it's the most the open world
1: hate. <laughs> i'll hate it
0: there's a there's yeah i mean we said this last time when you when you had this thought on podcast there's shot, I reckon, between love and hate.
1: I'm legitimately worried about I think about it a lot.
0: (laughs) When you're playing Bloodborne. Yes, yes, actually. (laughs) All right, well, that's going to do us uh, for this week, for Game of the Year, and for this year. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you want to listen to more of these episodes on whatever podcast service of your choice you listen to these on, uh, the Minimapcast is there for you, all of our back catalogue, as well as the Game Spoilers podcast and the the Pecking Order podcast podcast they are all ours. They're all great. We like them a lot. Um, you can go to minimap.com.au to find all of those podcasts there as well when they release. Uh, if you want to get notified when these podcasts go live, we post on the minimap uh, Twitter account—that's at minimap au with a little snippet cut out of when these go out. Um, we're also there individually. June's there—that's J-U-N underscore for June's. I'm there at KJ Palmer underscore twenty-four. Jeremy, where are you on Twitter?
1: At ob one
0: you can find us all there playing Wordle. Uh, also, if you want to support the show monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash If you don't have any money to toss our way, but you still want to support us, listening is fantastic. Thank you so much. Sharing us with your friends who you think might enjoy this, or even just if you tell them to listen to a little bit, um, that helps us, you know, maybe they get a kick out of it. That's great. Uh, you can also, as I mentioned before, give us a positive rating on your podcast service of choice. And if you have Spotify and uh, you feel so inclined to, you can give us a positive rating there as well. Uh, while that system's new, that would really help us out. Um, and, you know, if you don't use that, if you don't use Spotify, you still want to help out. Any podcast service you can give us a positive rating on helps out a ton. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, it's been a weird year. It's been another weird year after the last one. Um, but it's been nice to do this every week and spend that time with you. And I look forward to next year.
1: Happy New Year. ba da ba ba even that one in
0: and that place with the music <laughs> <laughs>